Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cool, cool, no, cool, trap, sons, trap, sons, trap, sons, trap, sons, trap, don't, trap, don't, Hey, welcome to a brand new M.A. Rose to podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with the Ween Dog. What's up, dude? Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, we have Keith Lee, who's Kevin Lee's younger brother, but he's making a name for himself. He's 2-0 and in Bellator. Uh, he beat two really good guys. Um, he beat, uh, he, he actually, I mean, the kids actually, uh, he beat Sean Bunch, who's actually really good. And he won his last fight too. Uh, I think he's, I think he's might be, you know, he started off a little, he, he lost his first fight ever. And sometimes I think that's the best thing for people. I, they, like, there are, like there are guys out there that like, they lose, I think like Jimmy Rivera, like lost his first fight and then won like 26 in a row or something. Or sometimes I think that the fear of the first loss in some ways holds people back because yeah. they, it, and then when they finally lose, they can't deal with it because it's so crazy. It's so crippling. We see people never come back from losses. I mean, look at, you know, guys like Sean, uh, who's that guy that BJ, Sean Shirk or, or somebody like somebody like that. But other people like guys like Brock Lesnar, or you get even this kid, they lose right in the beginning. And then it's like, Oh, you know, my life is, isn't over. I, I got, you know, it's okay. And then they go out and have great careers. So, look, I'm not telling people to go out there and lose their first fight. I'm saying if – you know, a lot of amateur fighters watch this show or a lot of people first starting out and they, they – you know, don't get discouraged. Sometimes a loss is the best thing that can happen to you. We hear it over and over and over again. I mean, it sucks at the time, but you really get defined by who you are with how you deal with your setbacks. And I believe that not just in – fighting but in comedy and and in, in life and in all kinds of areas you find out who you are when t- times are the most difficult you see people when times of struggle they cower away how many times you thought you had a friend and you're like oh this is my buddy and then when you really needed them they just ran for the hills yeah but other all the people time. Yeah. other people are like hey i'm here for you I got you. And this is not even planned, by the way, this, this monologue. I'm just, uh, the other guys are, it's not here. So I'm kind of just, it's <laughs> just how I feel. So, uh, yeah, don't get discouraged. And also it's who you are. And even this whole thing right now, I mean, people that are, uh, I'm not saying people are weak if they're having trouble during this quarantine, they're falling apart or they're relapsing. Cause it's, that's part of life too. And that's part of their setback. But right now we're all in a time of like, financial discomfort, uh, relationship discomfort, and we, we're finding out who people are right now when times are tough. And now is the time to prove to yourself, and it's never too late. Get your ass to the gym. Work on that project. Go for it. Go for that girl that you like. Go for that guy that you like. You know, just now's the time. Because I mean, I mean, even me, I'm going through a massive downward spiral right now. I've started smoking cigarettes, dude. I never thought I'd be someone who smokes cigarettes. 
I mean, it's disgusting. They smell like shit. By the way, by the way my wife's friend, our, our like baby's other parents are here right now. So I'm glad they're hearing this podcast. All right, <laughs> 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 go, on, go on. So, I mean, up, up. Go. I'm not addicted or anything. I just smoke like one cigarette at night, like at 12, 12 midnight. Yeah. Uh, I like the nicotine high, but other than that, it's an awful habit. And I probably you will stop need, it. You do shortly. not need to start smoking cigarettes, bro. It's, all, no, it's so gross. There's no reason for it. Look, I can I see like it. the nicotine high. That's look, it. This was 1954, and they, you know, cigarettes just came out, <laughs> and they were like, these are cool. And at, at one point, people, they're actually healthy, I think they were telling people they're good for yeah. you. But no, man, like, there's no reason. First of all, when I kiss, like, when I used to kiss women, back before I kissed my wife uh, only and, and she smelled like cigarettes. That was a deal breaker. I mean, oh, yeah, I know. Deal breaker, but you're like, Ugh. like I don't even look forward to kissing you. Yeah. It's that, disgusting, dude. That's I might the, just switch to nicotine gum or nicotine patches because I do like the nicotine buzz. I, I didn't know that you actually get high from smoking cigarettes. You don't it's really insane. get high. And it's not like a marijuana high. Why don't you switch to like working out or why don't come you on, bro. switch? Come on, man. Come on, bro, yourself. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the fight this week because this is a fight podcast, and uh, that's what is binding us all together. Of course. But, uh, and I, I don't want to be a pre. I hate people that think people that preach. That's the thing. People that preach to me about how to live their life. I'm just saying how I live my life, and my I'm living my life now because, well, not in a way where I'm like, you know what, go for it. Like, there's no point. Like, nothing is certain. We could all die today. Not even die tomorrow. You can die in the next five minutes. You, yeah. Nothing. So you don't want to be on your deathbed having regrets. You don't want to go, oh man, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have... Go for it. There's nothing holding you back. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I, I mean, look, it seems like the world's getting weirder and weirder. There's aliens, there's life on Venus now, there's tornadoes, there's, there's, there's uh, I mean, what else is going on? There's bird flu, there's COVID, there's, there's pedophiles stars, running the world. Ped- pedophiles, the, there's all kinds of stuff. It's, it's a dangerous place out there, okay? Yeah. You have no excuse to not try your hardest, okay? Try your hardest in anything you do. Amen. Give it, give it your best shot. All right. So that being said, uh, I can't wait to watch this fight Saturday because I know me and Shang had a long conversation on the phone about it, but he didn't like Colby's antics. But really, you mean Shang didn't like the Trump supporter, UFC fighter, overly charismatic uh, conservative? I, yeah, I'm not even sure if that's why. That probably is part of it. But he doesn't like the whole, the whole bet, the whole WWE element of it. He thinks he's like being a kind of a phony. And look, there yeah. is something to say that I don't think that Colby Covington has ever voted before. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. <laughs> documented that he's never actually voted in an election before. So. It's not like he's this long conservative. I mean, I'm friends with Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo has been a Republican forever, okay? Mm-hmm. He was a huge Reagan guy. He loves, he's been a Republican every single administration. He's a Republican. That's how he feels, okay? Donald Trump hasn't even done that. But, like, mm-hmm. that's how Scott Bayo is. Uh, Nick DiPaolo. I remember when I first started doing comedy, I would see Nick DiPaolo on Caroline's posters saying, liberals beware and this was like 20 years ago by the way nick DiPaolo is probably like my favorite person in the world right now his the nick DiPaolo show if you're into like conservative politics he is the greatest commentator of all t- it's like you're listening to a radio show from like the 1930s dude he does he not give a care. fuck about I'll give, him, well, I'll give him this man he does not care and there's something about people reaching to a point where 
because even now, like I'll tweet something and I'll go, uh, is this going to affect this? Or is this going to affect that? Or are my liberal friends going to get mad? Or my conservative going to get mad? He does not care. He doesn't care. And I wish I didn't care. I wish. I mean, I don't care more a lot than other people don't care. Don't get me wrong. On the not caring chart, there's one to 10. I'm probably about a seven or eight. He's at it like a 35 out of 10. He does not yeah. give a shit who he cares. And my fear isn't that I piss people off. It's that you become unbookable. Is that you get to a point where no one wants to work with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a real fear. I mean, Antonio, not Antonio Bender, Antonio Sabato Jr., who was a huge actor at one point. The guy was on General Hospital. He was on this movie, that movie. He, had a, he was a Calvin Klein model. I remember watching... TV when I was, I don't know, in the 80s with my sister who was a little older. And he was in his underwear and she was like, he's so hot. He was in a Calvin Klein ad. He's now working construction in Florida, nothing wrong with that, saying he got blackballed from Hollywood for speaking at the last Trump convention. I mean, that's what he says, that he got, he, he got unbookable. Granted, I don't have those opinions that he has, so I don't, I'm not worried about being unbookable, but that shouldn't happen. Like, it shouldn't be that somebody has an opinion and you're not going to book them or work with them because you're like, what, what does that do with his acting or his modeling or whatever? It, to me, that's like, that's fucking crazy. And now he's doing his own network. And now I think Scott, I know uh, Dean Kane is another guy. Dean Kane is like, he's doing a movie about Obamagate. So, so now we're going to that end where people have to only do movies with, that align with their political views. Like, that's insane as well. Yeah. I mean, it should be that if you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, it shouldn't matter how, what you are as far as sports or, or, you know, acting or comedy. It should just be like, but whatever. That's point is, is that uh, Nick DePaul doesn't give a shit. Uh, that also, was not- Nick DiPaolo, he's a big like UFC fan. So if you can find out any way to get him on the show, that would be like a dream come true to me. I'll ask him. He, look, I got to say, when it comes to booking conservatives, it's a lot easier than, like, they're very open as far, and they're very nice. They always get back to you. Like, um, like I said, that, uh, that, that, that baseball player, um, that every, Audrey Huff, mm-hmm. Aubrey Huff, he was like the only player banned from San Francisco Giants attending the World Series because <laughs> he's like, my friend had, my friend had a, a cousin or a brother whose kid died like at birth it was like a terrible situation and he's a huge baseball fan and he hit me up and he goes do you know any baseball players i go aubrey huff he goes can you make a video saying to my friend saying hey man hang in there blah blah, blah. i sent him a text within five minutes i got a video from the guy uh and that's the kind of person he is mm. like he, he's a night nice, well, that's the person i know now his thoughts on gay rights and everything else that's another situation i may not agree with it but you have to sometimes look at like you got to separate sometimes the person from the politics as long as the politics aren't like hey man like racing it wouldn't connect i apologize it wasn't connecting i see what i was clicking the wrong part of it oh it's all good i I think that sometimes you have to separate the person from the politics what i'm trying to say um like for example i was saying uh he was saying like i was saying this guy aubrey huff you know aubrey huff chang i think so He's a baseball player. He was like yes. really good back in the day. Huge Trump supporter. Huge conservative. Always pissing people off. Getting kicked off Twitter. Blah 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 blah. Um, from I met him at a charity event. It was like Scott Bayo's. By the way, Scott Bayo. <laughs> Scott Bayo and another guy 
whose daughter was diagnosed with a certain type of illness. They thought she had like a year to live, right? It was a false positive. And since then, the kid's like 12. Every year, they raise hundreds of thousands of dollars for kids that actually have the disease. And every year I go to this event and these people thank them. They like, send them to Disney World. They buy them cars. These people, like these families, nicest thing that you could do. Like, and I'm saying, like, I'm not, I don't necessarily agree with all of Scott Baio's, you know, politics or Aubrey Huff's politics. But as a person, what they do to actual people is really nice. And uh, so, I mean, Shane, do you have a problem? You, sometimes separating the, the person from the, from, from the politics? No, I, 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 I can separate them. I still blame them. Even though I like Wayne, and I like the fact Wayne puts guns to women's vaginas while he fucks them, yeah. but uh, which you know I think that's kind of hot. I just yeah. think uh, I think that no, I mean, end of the day, if I if I'm really nice to you, Adam, and I'm still kicking puppies down steps, you still gotta go. Yeah, you're real cool to me, but you you're a puppy kicker. You know what I'm saying? I no, I then I still I yeah, will but there's, but there's like but there's like actions and there's like philosophies, right? So oh, even philosophies, yeah, even really, because no, like yeah. so if, if if your actions, right? If every year, Shang, you're going and, and you're raising a hundred thousand dollars for kids that are sick, and and literally your actions are helping out families, like you're actually putting people, you're you're help saving lives, you're help making people happier, but yet when it comes to like taxes, you believe in like. A flat tax or you believe in this or oh no yeah from that standpoint yeah but a lot of these people don't just their actions do actually affect people their actions do actually you know inhibit people from moving forward so i do look at the actions and yeah if you don't want a flat tax yeah there's other aspects of people's personalities that's going to be fucked up you know like yeah. i get that but end of the day like just like scott Bayo, who's like you know pro-trump it's like if, I, if I'm like, hey, pedophiles ain't that bad, then you're going to be like, well, you kind of condone pedophiles. Yeah, but you're, making, you're taking an extreme case. I'm giving, I'm giving an extreme, exactly. But that's what Trump called Biden. And he's the one that got 20 fucking uh, lawsuits pertaining to sexual harassment. He's the one that said grab the pussy. He's the Dude, one. It's, like, it's just so crazy examples for him to say it's that. It's so crazy because, like, he, like the, yesterday, right, I, 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 I turn on, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Ceratopolis or whatever his name What's his name? Triceratops. George Stephanopoulos. Triceratops. Yeah, that Ceratopolis so, is the guy so that was like, in Guardians so, of the Galaxy. So he's, so he's talking to Trump and, he, and he's asking about like masks. And he's, some people don't like masks. And he's like, like who? And he's like, waiters. Which is like, waiters would be the first people to be wearing masks because they're spitting on your food. Like if anyone should fucking be wearing masks, it's waiters. Right? It should be waiters. Then he says the herd mentality. Right versus herd immunity, right? So Trump's just like fucking up left and right on that one, right? So I'm like, okay, this is a good day if you're a, uh, a uh, liberal. I mean, this is a good day if you're not for Trump. And I turn on the other news and Biden is playing Despacito to a bunch of Latino <laughs> people. And I'm like, what the fuck? These are the two best guys? I mean, it's like- Oh, no, 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 I, I agree with you, but it's like, no, but there are false equivalencies and one can be worse than the other. There is the difference between getting punched in the face and stabbed in the face. Both are fucked up and they hurt and it's bad, but one is way worse. But one it's like, is way worse. Trump is way I mean, worse. Yeah, I know, but I all you have to do- UFC fans think it or whatever the fuck, if they can't acknowledge that he said that shit on, that you heard him say the shit he heard him say. And if they can't at least acknowledge that he fucks up, 
which I've been on the show and talked to people say he don't if, say he never does wrong, then you're a psychopath. Okay, okay, but don't you realize that like all Biden has to do is not play Despacito in front of Latin people? And I know, no, no, I think Biden is is he's, like, he's a panderfuck. But like, what is he? What who whose idea was it to have a who first of all who has a ringtone? Number one, I mean, what year are we? We have ringtones. So he actually went out and downloaded Despacito as a ringtone. And who plays that for? Le- is he gonna play like back that ass up for the Black Caucus? Uh, like, what is he fucking? Do? Like, what is he doing? Like, I, I hope so, because I mean, I, like, who doesn't what? like your ass backed up on the you? Fuck so, are we, what are we doing here? Like, this is it's like, called pandering. I know, and but you, it's like fucking. These are so 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 Biden pan- panders, just like you saw Hillary Clinton eating, you know, putting hot sauce on her shit. Corny shit like that, because they think that we have no mental capacity to think beyond that. And then Trump panders to a fucking base that is absolutely. I understand that, but 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 it's like, but the first thing, like, okay, if I I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, today Trump, you know, he said herd mentality, and she she rolled her eyes. I go, but then Biden played Despacito for Latin people. She's like, what? Like, do you understand? Like, that's even like to the average person, that's even more like. But, but one is not, but one yeah, is one's a not, candidate, one's and one is possible. the fucking president that got his finger on the nuclear weapon. And, and, one's, not, and one's not, and one's not somebody didn't. All right, okay, before we turn everybody off, okay. We're, we're not turning talk, anybody off, but we're, we're going to talk about some fucking fights, yeah, God damn it. Fight. But all aside right. from that, all the UFC fans that listen, and some of you people that inbox me and now want to fight me, check this out. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, come on, Shang, let's, let's bang, bro. Listen, so it's crazy. It's crazy that people keep telling me I'm not listening as long as Shang's go, and then the numbers go up. So I think you have like a Trump effect on people. I have a uh, Trump effect. Yes. Yeah, people where people are like mad at you, but, but not listening. Like, but they never can point to what did I say that was wrong. What would I say pertaining to UFC and fighting? Their problem is that I'm not a Trump supporter. I can still be a, a, a huge UFC fan and not be a Trump supporter. But in their eyes, if you don't love Trump then you're not, no, you That's can't not be true. smart. So fuck, right, okay, in fact, okay. everybody that thinks that, fuck all y'all. I no, come like on, we want, we want our, listen, we want, our, <laughs> we want people to listen to the show. Shane. No, I want people to listen to the show, but this is a fucking show about people punching people all right, in the let's, face. Let's, all right, let's get back. Snowflake. Let's get back, but we don't want to say, all right, to everyone he said fuck you, I, I, I'm saying No, fuck. I said, I didn't say fuck everybody. I okay. said fuck all the people that feel like I can't be both. Just like I'm not, I, I can actually. All right, okay. All right. All right. All right. Last question. So Trump took a picture with uh, Justin Gaethje, uh, Colby Covington, Henry Cejudo, Dana White, and Ali Abdulaziz. They all went to his rally on, 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 on Saturday. They were backstage. They took a picture together, right? If Trump asked you to take a picture, would you do it? No. Really? Really. Really? Absolutely. I don't. Uh, I. Yes, even though, absolutely. even though, even though he's the president, it doesn't matter. To one, it's questionable about his competency, competency as a president. But he's still our president, so you I wouldn't take a picture. Absolutely, absolutely right. not. We know. We take a picture with him. You mean take a picture with the greatest president in the United States <laughs> history? Of course, I would. <laughs> but see that? See that's what I mean. That that's insane. Everybody, uh, right. historians okay. have said that he is absolutely, positively, voted. The one of the worst in the history of the presidency. Okay, okay. Well, me right. to say that is other than Wayne being very funny. Uh, all right, it, okay. it's, it's insane. But I don't it's, know because I mean, look, I don't. You can take a picture with someone doesn't mean you endorse them or that you vote. You're voting for them. I don't. I okay, don't like so the I don't, human being. Okay, so you see Trump, right? You and you see Trump, and we'll get back to fighting in 
one minute, all right? You, you see Trump backstage. He's at one of your shows. He came to a show. He says, hey, can I take a picture with you? You're going to say no? Yes. Wow. Really? Really. I mean, okay, I would say no. And just like, it's like, it's a free country. And he, he could be like, fuck him. He's an, he's an asshole. Okay, whatever. All okay, right. and I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to look at it like, even with comedy, I look at it like this. If I make it, I'm going to make it up the strength of my act. And I'm going to make it because I am a strong comic. And, I, and I'm not one like of, a bad one of the person. Strongest. One of the one of the hardest people to follow in comedy. People that don't know this, okay, look up Shang's comedy. He is a monster on stage, okay? Nobody wants to follow this dude. He can play any club and follow anybody in the country. Shang can follow I him. do Trump audience. I've had people say, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a big Trump fan, but you were funny, man. I'm going to tell all you right, right okay, now. All right, fighting. All right, okay, fighting. Okay, I say, I'm I'm like, absolutely, yeah. I'll talk about fighting. This Saturday night. Woodley versus Covington. Man, here's what I hope happens. Here's, here's my- Oh my here's, God, here we go, Wayne. Wayne, I'm gonna need you to stop Adam when you need to. I am friends with both these guys. And I, I'm not just saying that, like I'm legitimately friends with both of them. I talked to them on the phone. I've, I've called up, we've had outside discussions of comedy. Here's, my, here's what I ha hope happens. Tyron drops Colby in the first round, really hurts him, 10-8 round, right? Then second round, Tyron comes back, hits him again, uh, one, wins 10-9. Colby wins the next three. It's a draw. Okay, that's what I hope happens. Oh, my if God, I you little sensitive yogurty man. I love these guys, man. They're, they're legit I, Okay, friends. I don't uh, like both. But that's I a think... good possibility, by the way. If that no, happens. it's not. No, it's not. Because you know why? And why? you know it, and I know it, and all the people that listen to this fucking show know it. <laughs> that, 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 and we knows it, too that um, Kobe absolutely got a gas tank that's off the charts. I give him that. But Woodley punches like a fucking horse kicks you. Okay. And if he, can, and Kobe, if he gets a few of those in the early rounds while, while Woodley is fresh, he's not going to – all that gas tank's just going to go out the fucking window. Nah. I just think it's going out the window. And if, we've if he seen, can we've utilize seen, this – We've seen that happen before, though. We've seen Hector Lombard fucking – brutalize uh, Neil Magny and his, his gas tank ran out. We saw, we saw Neil Magny fuck up Kelvin Gastelum in the first two rounds. Kelvin won the next three. It's happened before. And I'm, look, I'm just saying that, like, I think- but I think Woodley got more be, power. Woodley got more power. He's not- he, Okay, okay, all right, let's match it up. Let's, let's, let's match it okay, up. Okay, let's match it up. Comes to power, Tyron Woodley has- Tyron Woodley. Has God-given power. The guy was an amazing football player. He's built like a linebacker. He gets up to about 205, 210, 220, cuts to 170, and he's fucking a monster, right? Power. His wrestling, when he utilizes it, is not. Both of them are equal in wrestling. Both all, yes. both all Americans, right? Gas tank, Kobe Covington all day. Uh, I agree. Kobe Covington can run 25 miles tomorrow and not get tired. He just, he's a freak. And and then now now let's go to fight IQ. Fight IQ, I would almost say goes to Colby because I agree. Tyron has fought some fights where you're just like, what is going on? Where is Tyron Woodley right now? He's he's not shown up to fights before, um, mentally. Colby mentally right. Colby has shown up to every single fight. 
uh, he's the only fight against Waldy Alves, which I think he had a dislated rotator cuff and he got caught in a guillotine. His back gave out and like, but uh, he's in every fight. Even even the even the Usman fight, I gotta say, uh, Kobe gained a lot of fans in that fight. I know he I lost that fight. I I don't think his stock went down at all. I think in anything, it showed that Kobe's striking is better than we thought it was because he was never really a striker and he went strike and strike with Usman. It just, I think it matters with like, this fight's gonna come down to, is Tyron Woodley, I wouldn't say washed up, but is he a shell of what he was? I agree. Because the Tyron, Woodley, Tyron Woodley, he's, he, he's an interesting fighter because he was a monster. And then he got fought Nate Marquardt and he went punch for punch against Nate Marquardt. And it was the most exciting fight ever. And he got knocked out. He got, he got posterized by Nate Marquardt. It was like amazing. He hit him with like a three, it was like a three punch combo. Then Tyron, that, that loss set him back, but almost moved him forward because he's like, I'm gonna be a wrestler and win boring fights. And that's what he did for a while. He, he took a step back and he said, I'm not gonna go punch for punch. Um, and he started winning fights in a really boring way. Then all of a sudden he was like, fuck this, I got power. And he started just knocking fuckers out. Jay Haran, quickly. Uh, Josh Koscheck, quickly. Uh, Darren Till, quickly. And then before that, he wins the belt against Robbie Lawler, quickly. And then he becomes Hollywood tyrant, where it was like... Well, the, the money and fame will make you go nuts. Wayne, you can see it already happened with Wayne. Wayne is constantly, uh, you know, but, with, with but, his first... So he's had like five careers, Tyron Woodley. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to say any disrespect to him, but he's had a – Colby Covington went from being like the work-like work, work -like kind of guy, like journeyman, like good – not journeyman, but just like low-cut guy, low-key fighter to, you know, poster – Trump supporter, poster guy. But he hasn't had all those highs and lows. You know, he hasn't had, he hasn't reached the top and bottom and top and bottom. It's been a pretty much steady. Except for Usman, I think that other than the loss to Usman, I think that he has had a rise. I just think that Woodley has knows that if he, if this is three fights in a row that he loses, I think he has that fire under him. And if he can act like the old Woodley that mixes up his wrestling with his power. And just like you said, you admitted it. Kobe has him here. He has him here. But Kobe doesn't have him in power. And well, nobody has the power. I mean, there's, there's, I don't think there's a guy that hits harder than Woodley. Right. So, but that, that to me, Kobe doesn't have that X factor that can immediately, even if he's losing, can change the fight. Whereas in Woodley can be losing the fight and pop you once and it's a wrap. Right, but he hasn't been doing that. He, he hasn't been doing that, but I'm saying he still has that possibility. And I, he has slept people because of his power. Oh, yeah. Kobe, has not slept people the same way. He's, no. Right. So that's why I give him the edge because I know that I've seen fighters with that kind of power, even when they're losing, if they, if they, if they hit you the right way. But, but, the thing, but, but, those, but those fighters, though, like uh, the Black Beast, those Mark Hunts, those, uh, what's his name, Jar Rosenstreich, uh, Overeem, those guys mentally don't get discouraged when they're losing fights where sometimes Woodley will. If Woodley loses that first or second round, he, he, gets, he, he doesn't want to be there anymore. 
you know, uh, it seems like it. And, you know, we'll see. I know, I know he trained with, uh, what's Nick Mosfidal for this fight? I know he went back to American Top Team. But they're friends, though. I, I saw a thing. But they weren't for a while. There was some shit going on. There was some shit going on, and then they became friends because Masvidal said he gives him props. He respects him. He does have dog in him. And that's the fight I actually would have liked to see was Masvidal. Well, here's the deal, though. I think that if, like, if, if Woodley wins, I really hope he stays focused and tries to get back again and, and stays hungry and doesn't let this – Everyone else, all, all his friends come back. Stop doing 10 fucking jobs. Stop being because focus on fighting. Because we talked about this. I think Kobe makes – his antics are funny. Like, I think he's funny. <laughs> kind of like with Chael Sonnen. Like, in the beginning, it was a little strange. But him – even, like, the Donald Trump video where he kissed his hand. Like, you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> who does that? We were like, but even that was like so awkward. It like made me laugh. Like his videos are funny. I think there's a place for this WWE element. And see, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I'm one of those people that I respect. I like fighters that actually. I mean, I don't mind them having beef. But, yeah. but even after I've seen fighters who had beef afterwards, they 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 pump, they bump fists yeah. and they go, "Good fight." They respect the honor of fighting and the honor of it. And the guys that do the clown show, I like it to a point. But there's a certain point where it's like, okay, stop the clown show. Be a fucking fighter. No, I, I totally get it. But I think that Kobe has like, but I think Kobe's embraced his heel role. Look, what I want to get booed by two million people, what I what I want every day people to no. tell me I'll kill myself. Like, like, no, I get three people on YouTube tell me I suck and it bothers me for days. So I mean, <laughs> it takes a certain type of person to like be what Kobe does. At the but same time, be a heel? just be a great fighter. But that wasn't getting that wasn't getting him anywhere. Like literally, I talked to so many fighters out there, and I'm like, okay, you're you're eight and oh, but you're you have a thousand followers on Twitter, you have a thousand followers on Instagram. We gotta we you gotta unfortunately, and I hate this shit, because I'm a purist too. It's a business. It's it's I a, know, I know fight and I hate it. I hate it in comedy. And I hate it in MMA. I hate it in music. I like the people that actually, me and you, I'm, gonna do it. I'm 23 years in this fucking game. Like, I write every day of the week. I do shows on Zoom five days a week. I mean, I'm putting out, putting out, putting out, putting out. And then I watch some TikTok star fucking, you know, play the, the improv. And I'm like, what? This person has six minutes. It, it bothers me. But, but fighting-wise, you said you're a purist. I'm a purist. That, I don't know if you're a purist. If you could, if you could back it up. Oh, no, no, guy, no, 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 no. Kobe can back it up to a point. But the shit he talked pertaining to Usman, and he lost, and he lost, I don't give a fuck they said it was close. That last round, he was getting pieced up, and that is it. He was getting no, pieced I, up. No, he, Towards he, the end, he got Usman hit, was fucking him up. He got hit twice, dude. He got hit with two really good shots. Uh <laughs> Oh my God! What the fuck are you talking about? He was hammered. He was hammered. Fucking slamming. He wasn't getting pieced up, but he he was hurt. He was hurt. He was definitely hurt. And I like to stop it. Okay. Okay. But, and, and I think that if the, if they let it continue, Usman would have absolutely hurt I that man. I don't know about that. Kobe was going in for a single leg, and he he would have lost the fight, no doubt. But that fight was tied. And it was close. And Kobe doesn't seem to have that late punching power, especially when you're on wobbly legs. That's why I said 
I, I still he think wasn't getting, he wasn't getting pieced up. Oh my God. Did you see the dude's face? When, 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 when I think pieced up, I think Joanna Yunjunchek, Carlos. Okay, Carlos I, see, I see what you're saying. It's, okay. a, it's a differential. But let me ask you this. What's the guy? He's a Hawaiian guy. He's super chill. Um, I Max love Holloway? Him. Huh? Holloway. Max Holloway, yeah. Max Holloway. Max Holloway, even when he loses, even though I thought he let, won the last fight, and you can, you, you're, now that you're here, tell the truth. I thought he won that fight. He won that fight. Absolutely. But people argue with me online. I go back and forth with Twitter. I don't know why the fuck I do it. <laughs> when you're on a toilet, you got to get some information out. I'm like, yo, he won that fight. Look, no, no, dude, he lost. He lost. I'm like, get the All fuck right, out What's your point? What's your point? My point is, he's super chill. You don't see him talk a lot of shit, and he's a superstar. No, you're absolutely right. Max Holloway. So you can be he's that. Also, he's also from Hawaii, which is also like kind of a big fish in a small pond. And then certain guys are like. He's a big fish in the UFC. Now, well, now he is. He wasn't always, okay? It took him a while. But he worked his ass off. Yeah, he no, was a good but that's, who, but that's who he is, Max Holloway. And that's who GSP was. But that's not and who that's, Kobe is. You can see he's putting on a character. And that's no, I think, he start, I think it started. I think he was always, look. Colby Covington, when he wrestled in college, Ben Askren was coaching the kid he wrestled, okay, uh, from ASU. Ben Askren was the assistant coach at the time. The, Colby was beating that kid. He looked up at Askren as the coach. He goes, what, you want some of this? You're next. He challenged the coach to a match. The coach was an Olympian. Yeah, but he it wasn't that, that right-wing crazy. Okay, so that's, that's – that's weird, but that's Kobe. Look, Kobe's a nice guy. He's a nice guy off camera. He he is playing the heel. I don't like how he called Brazilians filthy animals. Okay, I don't I don't like that. But he does a lot of funny shit. Uh, Wean Dog, who do you think is gonna win this fight Saturday? Kobe Covington, one hundred percent. Why? Uh, just ba- I I like to sometimes use a theory use a theory that you're as good as your last fight, and I think Colby's performance was far superior than Tyron's performance in his last fight. Oh my Tyron. God, Ween Ween, how many drugs did you take this morning? He was. What, he okay, was, no. Was. What I'm saying is the reason that you can't you say you gauge it on a palette. There's people that have been on um, that lost two fights and then look fantastic that next fight because they have sure, a fire. Of course, but, I, but, it, but all right, all right, Sean McCorkle, who, who wins Saturday? Uh, I think Colby will win. I don't, I don't agree with I think Vegas has him at, like, minus 500, like 5-1 favor. I think that's way overboard. Wow. Uh, I, get, I, think they're, I think he's minus 475 or right in that area. Um, but I would say he should be probably minus 250, minus 200, just based on being younger. And even though he lost to Usman, he looked uh, – I mean, he didn't look as good as he normally looked, but you're fighting Usman also, you know, who could make you look bad. But uh, the way Usman did Woodley, uh, and as close as his fight was with Usman, I think it'll, uh, I think he'll roll over him uh, fairly easily. Now, do you think there's a, um, now here's what I think is going to happen. I think uh, Tyron knows that, like, I don't want to get into a cardio conversation with this guy, okay? But I could knock this dude out if I put hands on him. I think there's a thing, he might come out swinging for the fences in the first minute or two and try to overwhelm him and try to connect and land it on Colby. Uh, you think that'll be his, his uh, strategy? That's the time to do it if you're going to do it. That's what, if I were him, that's what I would do because you're not going to outlast uh, Colby cardio-wise, almost anybody. Usman did, but almost no one else is going to outlast him cardio-wise. And, uh, you know, as explosive as Woodley is, he does uh, get tired in later rounds. So I think with him being older, if I were him, I would go out, you know, I would try to catch him early. Uh, I, w- I don't believe in pacing yourself, man. Whenever I fought, I thought I was there to fight. You know what I mean? Like, which is why I gassed out and 
two minutes every time. But uh, these guys that pace each, you know, I see these guys like sit in circle for the first round. No one boos. I got booed if there was inaction for five seconds, you know what I mean, or whatever the crowd would start booing. So, it, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I would say uh, Woodley's extremely dangerous, man, still in the first round against anybody because he, he hits hard, man. And, he hits uh, hard as fuck. And I, I agree with you about the cardio. You're absolutely right. No. But I'm saying, but I know that in closing distance wise, I haven't seen, there's only a few fighters I've seen that do it like Tyron. Like he literally closes that distance and he's on you. And then, and if he hits you with that, a couple of those on the chin, I don't think Kobe could re withstand that. I just don't think he can withstand that, in my opinion. Now, if it gets into later rounds, yes, I think Kobe can win. But I'm telling you, those first two rounds, if he starts throwing bombs on him, I don't now, know. As far as uh, Sean, you're, you've been in there, right? Like, uh -huh. um, and look, I know wrestling-wise, like, there were times, like, I remember my junior year, I was a defending New England champion two times over. And, like, five guys beat me during the season. And during tournament time, I just turned it on and beat them all, right? Because that's mental. Right. Now, mentally, when it comes to MMA, can he hates Colby Covington. He does not want to lose to Colby Covington. I think it's a pride thing. I think, uh, he, I think he views Colby as racist. He doesn't like him. He's always hated him. Can, all, can he turn back the clock mentally uh, to like, become a better fighter in, the, in, like, in this short of time? Well, I think uh, you know, typically when there's um... – there's motivation like that. That tends to show up more in training than the fight. In the fight, you're always giving it your all no matter what, you know, because you don't want to lose. Uh, I mean, the UFC, I mean, you can go from being making $100,000 a fight to being cut the next day based on a bad performance. So there's always that incentive. But I think when you're fighting somebody, when I fought a guy I didn't particularly like, I was well, way more motivated to get up and train harder and stay longer and stay extra and do stuff like that because the thought nuts. Not so much the thought of me winning, the thought of them beating me and them celebrating, you know. I fought a guy one time I really, really didn't like, and I dislocated my shoulder like 30 seconds into the fight. But I kept – every time I wanted to quit because I kept thinking I could be doing permanent damage to my body. And it was a, he's a guy I would beat 99 times out of 99. I wouldn't want to say 100. Um, I beat him even with – and I ended up beating him by decision even with the dislocated shoulder the whole time. But any other guy I probably would have quit against. But the thought of seeing his dumb fat ass running around celebrating, I was like, no, nah, I'm not – not losing to this guy, man. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna fight, even if I gotta lose an arm. I'm not, I'm not quitting against this dude. Now, is, so. there, is there a Shane, One second, I'm sorry. Shane, no, no, is, no, there, no. Is, is there a danger of Tyron overtraining because he hates him so much? Uh, yeah, I think, man, that usually the overtraining stuff shows up when guys get hurt before the fight, you know, like, uh, or if you take, I always took the week of the fight completely off. I didn't even like to hit pads or anything, you know, because I like my body. To, and I'm, you're cutting weight anyway, man, so you're dehydrated, which is easier to get, you know. Uh, injured or, you know, start having cramping problems and stuff. So um, I think um, you can overtrain, but as long as you are healthy, you know, and you take the last week off, I think your body has time to recover. This stuff, there's a, like a – there's something out there they talk about NBA players used to say, oh, man, if those guys take a week off, their cardio is gone. That's the dumbest thing. I played basketball in college. If I took a week off, I felt better than I'd ever felt before, like not having done anything for a week, you know, because your body finally heals, recovers. You're not going to lose cardio in a week, you know. So I've always said guys should take the last week off for sure, you know. Like uh, all fight week, just don't, don't, you know, no training, no sparring, no anything like that. Just take it easy and relax and try to get as much sleep as you can. But uh, Woodley's been doing it long enough. I don't think that'll be an issue, man. Like he's, uh, I mean, he's been competing before fighting. He was competing at the highest level in wrestling. So he knows his body and he knows what he's doing. Chang, what are you going to say? No, I was going to say that uh, I agree with you that that – I know that in 1916, when I actually did this dumb shit, uh, 
Because he said, yeah, but that was 1916. No, I, not liking the person does put a different fire under your ass. I bullshit you not. So even when you're hurt, that fire under you, like, I can't let this motherfucker be. Yeah, but I've seen, I've seen fights where two guys hate each other. Help some fighters. But I've seen fights where two guys hate each other, and then they get in there, and they're scared to throw punches. I don't know if it's a fear of losing or if there's so much anger that they can't. It's like. I don't think that's going to be the case with Woodley. Have you ever seen that, Sean? Like, you see two guys. Yeah, like, so, yeah you're always. Uh, the guys are afraid. Uh, like, even, you know, Chael Sonnen and Anderson Silva. Like, can you imagine if Silva would have lost that fight after not saying anything? Chael harassed him nonstop. He doesn't say anything. And then the guy comes in and kicks your ass. Like, that would be humiliating, you know? Right. So, I think uh, well, most guys, I think, are afraid of the fear of embarrassment way more than getting hurt. You know, or, or get you know, like anything like that. It's the uh, the embarrassment and knowing you're gonna have not that it matters, but knowing you're gonna have like Shane was saying, people on Twitter, you're gonna have nine thousand people on Twitter telling you how much you suck and how happy they were when you lost. I mean, you probably feel like Brendan Schaub after doing a comedy show when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, John, you just came from the dentist uh, and you weren't wearing a mask. What what happened? No, the doctor. It's uh, I had to go to the doctor's appointment. It was so funny because. Uh, I come walking in and they look at you like you can't believe you're wearing a mask. And they're like, sir, you have a mask? I said, yes. And, but I wasn't wearing one, you know? And they said, okay. So I go in there and sit down and everyone, there's everybody's looking at me the whole place like I've got leprosy or something, man. It was completely out of control. And so uh, I go back there and they said, uh, the lady said again, I said, sir, you have a mask, right? I said, uh-huh. And I went and like, you know, got like go back to the room. I didn't wear it the whole time. And then uh, the uh, nurse assistant asked me about it and I gave her the line. I told you, I think last time that I said, oh no, that's my way of protesting um, against, uh, you know, police brutalities by not wearing a mask. So if you want me to wear it, you're more or less racist. And uh, so that, that usually, like, uh, makes people back off. I'm like, no, no, I'm supporting Black Lives Matter by not wearing a mask. So like, oh, okay, no problem. Genius. Now, now, now Sean, there was something else. Now, what happened at the drinking game? What was this drinking game? Oh, man, I, yeah, I want to tell you this. It's, uh, I was talking to my little cousin the other day. Man, I'm not a big drinker. I never have been. And uh, I never won. Like, my, my kids don't drink. You know, like, I just don't. Like, I was never really one for it. But my cousin, his dad was an alcoholic. So... I was always, uh, it's my second cousin, I guess. I was always a little nervous about him. So I was trying to teach him, you know, to drink responsibly when he was in college or talk to him, not teach him, but talk to him about it. And, uh, you know, I told him he wanted to pace himself, you know, doing that. Cause I said, you don't want to be an alcoholic like your dad, you know, end up being. So I showed him this drinking game uh, about almost a year and a half ago, just under a year and a half ago. I told him this drinking game. What you do is you get on YouTube and you open up a, uh, the fire and the kid, uh, you know, uh, YouTube page. Yeah. And you play a random, random episode of, you know, an old episode of Fire the Kid. And every time Brendan Schaub says something super funny or original, you take a shot, you know. So I talked to my cousin uh, yesterday. Uh, he thanked me for teaching that game. He said he's uh, 17 months sober. Wow. Congratulations <laughs> to your cousin. That's amazing. Yeah. He just plays that game and he stays sober. It's cool. So. That, is, that is amazing. Speaking of drinking, tonight, I'm, uh, Chris Spencer is a really good friend of mine. He's a brilliant comic. He's a writer for the Oscars, for the Emmys creator of you know the real husbands of hollywood put me in a lot of stuff love the guy so we're doing a date night on instagram live my wife and i him and his wife we're the first yeah. white couple to be on the date night so uh, I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> about this uh my wife uh doesn't really know what's going to happen uh she said don't embarrass me so uh th yeah, that's <laughs> wow they talk about just relationships and yeah. your numbers will go up substantially good 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 so now, Dustin Poirier was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson, a fight everybody wanted to see. I guess Poirier wants more money than the UFC's willing to give them. Uh, and now even Ferguson said, pay the guy. Dana White said Dustin didn't want the fight. Um, 
I don't know what. I mean, Dustin, that's just like a good fight for Dustin Poirier. I don't understand why he wouldn't want that fight. He deserves more money. What, what is wrong with I, – I saw that. I saw the reports. I was watching stuff on YouTube. I just felt like he is a name. He is somebody that deserves more money. And sometimes the UFC, I see them balk on that. And like Masvidal, I thought it was smart what Masvidal did pertaining to Usman. And yep. got paid. Sometimes you have to, like, really look at your value. And Poirier is a fucking top-tier fighter. And he's fighting – no matter what happened with him, he's fighting one of the dudes that can cut you up with elbows yeah. where you look like you were in a horror show. That's the truth. It must be some kind of, like, pay-per-view points or something. It yeah, that's money. That's a lot of money. money. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I don't think Poirier is scared to fight anybody. You could put that guy in against a... No, he's not scared. It's about the money. He's, it, well, I, when's, the, when's the last time you saw him in a fight that wasn't awesome? Like, I mean... He, he wasn't great against Khabib, but other than that, I mean, his, uh, his last couple fights have been, I mean, some of the best fights I've ever seen, man. Like, so absolutely some of the best fights. Money? He deserves the money. People want to see the fight. It's going to do well on pay-per-view because he did well before on pay-per-view. Even when right. he did fight, I keep saying Habib. Is it Habib or Khabib? I think it's both. It's both. Yeah, either one, I guess. So, and other than Habib, he looked excellent. Other than this last fight with um, Gaethje, this guy was a monster. Let's be real. I think that he deserves the money. He's he's not fighting some fucking slouch or some dude. I mean, he's fighting somebody that can fuck you up. So to me, the UFC can afford it because, I mean, they still are raking in the money. They're still yeah, raking. Yeah, it must be something. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Um, also, Daniel Cormier tested positive for COVID during his training camp against Stipe. Um, was still fought. I guess he wasn't positive during the fight. Uh, I'm not really sure why that came out now because uh, people are saying, oh, he's making excuses. I guess it just came out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't believe he even trained for that fight, to be honest. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, it was uh, – But he didn't make any excuses after he lost. He said – No, he just said he positive for COVID, which, which sucks. I mean, yeah, but the eye poke, I thought I, – I liked the fight. I thought it was a great fight. And anybody that's listening to this, you got to admit, I thought it was a great fight. But – you got to admit, that eye poke, when I saw the slow motion of the eye poke, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, but it, it didn't help that he poked him before. It was, no, it no, was they that fight still could have went either way. Worse. That was a fight that I'm still like, if they would have announced DC as the winner, I would not have said it was a robbery. Like, it was still a fight that was like, well, I could see this fight going either way. Um, like, I feel like they, Yeah, those guys, I feel like they could fight 100 times, and it would be 50-50. They're just that evenly matched. Um, and also, the Cormier is that – He's a hard guy to train for. You got a five foot three Olympian wrestler with punching power that looks so unassuming, but can throw you across the fucking world. I mean, he's a, like, where do you even find a guy like that to train with? You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. And plus, he's proven, but the thing he did wrong, listen to me like I'm the coach, but I think he could have utilized his wrestling a little bit more. I think that he's such a top tier wrestler. When you don't utilize one of your, I consider one of his, best weapons the best weapon yeah yeah he, and like even more than his punching power i think that he didn't utilize that enough against Bay because i know Bay's a great wrestler but cormier is no joke like to me i've seen him do stuff i go god damn two-time olympian i mean you yes exactly so i have a i have a hard time believing cormier couldn't get Bay on his back if he really wanted to put him on his back Thank that's you. what that's what surprised me if he really wanted it i i think he could put him on his back so what do you, um, what do you guys fall in love with their hands man it's just one of them things i don't i don't know they do it uh, by the way, so we got Keith Lee joining us. Uh, I think he's, he's sleeping right now. Uh, Keith, are you sleeping? Yes. Let, let's just have him sleep the whole time. Fuck it. 
Uh, don't even, let's not even wake him up. Now, uh, I was going to ask everybody, and Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, I know I was saying that other than I think you're the Dark Lord. Um, mm -hmm. Because you always have some creepy background. <laughs> yes. Well, this background is Dana in space. I mean, I know. Well, that's, that's for the show. Creepy background. No, I'm fucking around. Um, I just think that when you like some of the people you, you like you you like because you like them, and some of the people you got to look at their fucking skills. Would you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. And well, we're, not gonna, of, we're not going to acknowledge that our guest is sleeping. Like, no, like, he, like that's that we're just going to. No, this thing's not connecting. If you can see, it's not connecting. The little thing is. No, I'm telling you, he's sleeping. Well, his video is there. It's a live video, but his live audio video. is not connected yet. Like, I, I, mean, I, fell, I fell asleep during his last fight, so. Oh, oh, oh. oh, he wakes up. What's up, man? How are you? He's up. He's up. Keith Lee, how are you? I'm still waiting for the audio. Right, there you go. How long was he staring at me? <laughs> you were falling, you fell asleep? My bad, I was on my phone. My oh, bad. What's up, right, well, we oh, thought you were Oh, welcome to the yeah. podcast. How long was awkwardly staring at me browse through my phone? <laughs> oh, okay. Keith Lee coming off a huge win in Bellator. Yes, sir. Uh, you're now undefeated in Bellator, yes, making sir. a name for himself. How's it going? Uh, I can't. I'm blessed, bro. I can't complain. My wife is finally starting to go through real contractions, so I'm dealing with that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's stressful. It's way more stressful than a fight. I'll tell you that. Wow. Yeah, really? it's wow. crazy. Now you're 23 years old, married, and have, have and it's your first kid. Yeah, yeah, first kid, first kid in my entire generation. Wow, congratulations, man. Yeah, bro. That's awesome. When did you get married? Uh, I got married July 24th. Oh, but you just got married. Yeah, I just got married. I got engaged in December of last year. We was, honestly we were supposed to do the big wedding like December of this year, but since COVID happened, I was like, yeah, we might as well get married before my daughter so, gets here. Oh, so was my daughter when you got engaged? No, no. Okay. Actually, she was, we just didn't know. <laughs> oh, good for you. My wife yeah, was when I proposed to her, too. Uh, so she told me, she's like, we're all going to have the kid if we're married. So I, I proposed, like, the next day. Uh, <laughs> nah. Well, you made a good choice. I know. And congratulations, man. That's some Thank good you. shit. That's good shit. Thank you, bro. Now, I, now I was saying, being the podcast, you started your career 0-1, right? You lost, uh, you, and then since then, you've been on fire. And I think sometimes that first loss is the best thing to happen for you because it takes the pressure off being undefeated. And a lot of guys, they go 12-0, and 13-0, and, and then they lose. And they're totally fucked. They, they, can't, they can't fathom losing. And then it, right? is it, would, would you agree? I definitely agree because I was 6-0 as an amateur. Uh, like I said, I lost my first one. But then I went on a tear where I, was, I had four first-round finishes. And then I lost two by split decision. All my losses are by split decision. Uh, and then now I have I'm on a four fight win streak, so it, I, I definitely agree with you. It's one of those, especially coming from the prodigy that I come from, with the brother that I have, and, and seeing guys at a young age, and seeing guys that were really at a high level, like at a high level that most people don't get to see in person. And I was seeing that from the first time I went to the gym. So it's very easy to go in with a cocky attitude or go in and, and not thinking that your shit don't stink. But after the first loss, I, I was humble. I was definitely humble. So it taught me a lot. Now, me and your brother used to be good friends. Uh, we texted all the time. Wait, wait, wait. What's the used to? What happened? He doesn't get back to me. I, I, I hit him like, me. for three, like three years. Hey, man, how's it going? Keep your head up. What's going on? Want to come on the podcast? Like, hey, I'm, I, 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 I just got shot. You call, call 911. Nothing. Like, but look, if we wasn't related, we'll never communicate, ever. What, is so, he okay? Is your brother okay? 
Yeah, he's fine, bro. He's in the Dominican Republic right now, living his life. All right, that's a little strange. What is he? Yeah, what is very, he, he's a very weird dude. What is he doing in the DR? He literally just left after my fight. Uh, he was supposed to come back to Vegas, and he was just like, I want to go for a vacation, and he went to the DR by himself. By himself? Yeah, yeah, he's a weird dude. Are, yeah, are he, there he's any supposed women? to come back today or tomorrow. Does he know any girls there, or have any friends there? Not that I know of. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't really ask questions. Yeah, I don't really I wanted to ask questions. you, I mean, you got, I mean, does he ever, does he inspire you pretending to fighting? Like, he, does he not, don't get it twisted, he's a bad motherfucker. Don't, I mean, I mean, that you got a, somebody you could look to and go, God damn, he, you know, and you're, you're in, you're in, you're in goddamn mode right now. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying he, he's been in goddamn mode too. Oh, wow. I mean, he's, he's yeah. Mode, too. I definitely agree with you. Uh, yeah, no, he, he, he's been on the tear. Like a lot of people ever since like the Barboza, I mean the Barboza fight, uh, I, I really thought that he was on like a high, like the highest of the highest levels. Uh, after the Charles Oliveira fight, People really start sleeping on them and uh, coming off a couple losses. People really – this sport is so unforgiving that they forget within a heartbeat of that somebody can really fucking fight. But I always thought that he was somebody at a high level, even from when I was – he started fighting when I was like 13, 14. Uh, I didn't want to fight at first. I literally was in college. I had a full scholarship to go wrestle. Uh, I couldn't afford it. My scholarship got cut and, and like literally in the middle of the season. Uh, they didn't even explain why I got cut. They just was like, yeah, you got to come up with $10,000 in two weeks or you got to leave. So I was like, okay, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I literally, I left, I came back to Vegas. Uh, my family was in Vegas for like two months after I came back. So I came back in Vegas and Kevin was like, I was depressed. I was sitting in my room. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I literally put all my eggs in one basket and they fucking failed on me. So I'm 18. I had no job. I'm just sitting in the room. Kevin literally came and got me and was like, let's go to the gym. Uh, I didn't think too much of it. I thought I was going to go to a wrestling gym. Uh, he took me to Roy Jones Boxing Jr. Um, Roy Jones Jr. Boxing Gym. Threw on some 18-ounce gloves. I had no mouthpiece. Never put a pair of gloves on before. He put me in with an Olympic boxer that was like 112 and four in the Olympic Games. And I went out there and I smoked him in a fucking three-round sparring match. Wow. Without ever yeah, boxing before. before. Never boxing before. Never, I'm, I'm telling you, you can ask Dewey Cooper, you can ask Kevin, they were both there. I literally, I had no mouthpiece, I had a, a wad of paper towel. I rolled it up. Now, what was up. her name, the boxer? It was a man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest <laughs> part. It was, so, yeah, it, was, it was like a 116 pound, or I think it was either 116 or 118 pound. At this time, I was walking around like 129 pounds. So I was, I was still small. But he literally was an Olympic boxer. I went in there, street, pure street fighting. And I smoked them in, in three rounds. And we literally just went at it. We were both bleeding afterwards. They were like, you have to have some type of experience. I had zero experience. And ever since then, Dewey wanted to train me. Uh, and the ball got rolling ever since then. Did so that inspire you? Did that make you go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this shit? For sure. Okay. I, I didn't know who he was before. Nobody told me. They just said, hey, you about to go fight this kid. Literally, when I got in the gym, he said, put on these gloves and take this, this paper towel, put it in your mouth and go in that ring, and y'all about to fight for three, five minute rounds. And wow. I said, okay. And then afterwards, they told me, like, yeah, that kid is an actual boxer. Like, he got, like, 120-something fights. Like, he's how did actual you know boxer. how to jab or stick or move, or how did you know how to do that? Anymore? Watching. Uh, growing up in inner-city Detroit and watching TV. So, I mean, I, I had street fighting experience. I, I literally, I would fight damn near, like, I would say three times a week back home. So Aren't I, there like, I, don't you guys have like seven brothers too? 
Uh, so I got three. I got two brothers, and then I got an older sister. Okay. Yeah. Now, so now, I, now, how did you do in uh, how, how did you do in, uh, in uh, wrestling as far as like states go? Uh, I went to states my senior year. Uh, I didn't place. I qualified my senior year. I qualified my junior year. Uh, I didn't believe, to be honest with you, I tell this story all the time. I didn't believe that I could make the states. Uh, I think that was the only thing that really held me back. Uh, I had a coach in high school who was he was pretty really negative to say the least. Like he was one of those guys where he was like, "You you probably just won't do it." Like nobody from our school did it. Uh, Kevin didn't even make it to states. The first kid to make it to states came from my uh, class. Uh, it was my sophomore year. He made the state. So I was like, maybe I can do this. And then we got a new coach named Mike Confetti. And ever since then, I just start like really believing in myself. He took me to the state tournament my sophomore year. And he showed me a bunch of guys at the state tournament that I had beat during the season. And he was like, you belong here. Like you can, you That's can awesome. make it. And before that, I literally, the only reason I believe that I can honestly tell myself, the only reason I didn't make the states my freshman or sophomore year is because I just didn't think I could. Was it I like, coach, was, it, was it coach Carter? <laughs> I, fucking, I, fucking, I fucking love that story. But I see, but you know what? Look at it now. You, you're in Bellator, man. No joke. Could he beat Sean Bunch? The guy you beat was like a national champion, right? I know. Yeah. So I mean, you got to look at it that way, man. Uh, all that before that happened, man. You are you doing your thing? Now, does it bother you though that like you're finally making it and you're married, so you're not going to be able to get any pussy? <laughs> I got the best pussy I've ever had for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, so, wow. look at you. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, so uh, it's a win-win situation. It's yeah. on to me, too. Who's the I girl? Where, where, where did you meet the girl? Uh, we actually worked at a shoe store when I first, right after I started fighting, I started working at Asics, the uh, running shoe. I started working at, a, at the shoe company. I worked there for three weeks. I'm terrible with jobs. Was she like, hey, you got big feet? That, you know what that means? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was actually weird. She so she was kind of like, I would say tomboyish. I thought she was. I, I actually thought she was gay. So I was like, oh, like we be friends. <laughs> and one day she showed up in like some like leggings, like some spandex leggings. And I was like, wait, she can't be gay. She got a fat ass. And then after that, we started talking. Wait, gay people can't have a fat ass. What kind of bullshit is this? Well, he's obviously never seen Brendan Schaub. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't figure out about Schaub, man. I've been trying to figure out for a long time. He's, he's either gay, pretending to be straight, or straight, pretending to be gay. I can't figure out which one it is. Well, Keith kind of looks like a lesbian. Keith kind of has like a lesbian. Like, like if, if you didn't like, I'm, if you shaved, shave, well, anyway. So here you are. You're, you're, you're killing the game. Fucking, you got to be happy. You making, you making enough money to live and support yourself? Yeah. Uh, the, the craziest part is that right before this fight, me and my wife were sitting in a room. And remember, I haven't fought since February. Uh, and I, as a 23-year-old, yeah, is 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 really, I, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party, I don't really waste my money on anything. I just waste my money on food. Uh, but it's, it's really confusing to see how fast 10K goes. 10K can go in a heartbeat, and you don't realize it. So especially in the middle of a pandemic, when I was living off of the money, I didn't realize how fast it would go. So by the time August came around, I was dead broke. Uh, and my wife went on maternity leave in August, and we didn't realize in Nevada, maternity leave is unpaid. So we were literally sitting in our baby nursery, and we both like was staring at each other like, what the fuck are we about to do? And two days later, I got a call to fight uh, September 11th. And I, I truly believe in God, so everything worked the way it's supposed to. Good for you. How did that work? Awesome, man. Are, are you sure you're Kevin's brother? Because Kevin smokes and drinks and parties and like just he's he's out there banging chicks in DR. How, what I tell what, people all the time. What's, what I tell what, all the time. I used to be that. 
that's that's the crazy part is that we completely switch roles in life. Like growing up, since I was 15, I was the problem child. My mom literally had a bet with my dad that I would go to jail before 18. Like it was like a <laughs> ongoing thing. Like what kind of parenting it, was right, go on. <laughs> it was bad. It was like it was to the point where I got arrested three times in high school uh, for fighting teachers for leaving school smoking weed. I used to sell weed to the point where I was making $1,000 a week. Like, no exaggeration. Uh, Kevin was the complete opposite. Kevin had a 4.0. He went to college for biomedical engineer. Uh, he he literally was like my, my parents' golden child. Like, that was a ticket out. Like, he, he was 8-0 at the age of like 20. He made to the UFC at 21. So my parents thought like he was like the golden child. The second he really started making money, everything switched. Like, I realized that I was fucking up and I could really make some money and I could really do this. So everything in my life became different. And he did the complete opposite. He just started living his life and not giving a, a fuck for anything. Yeah, he's like voting for Bernie. Yeah, you're savage. Like, <laughs> Kevin's savage. I admire it though. He lived his life. He literally do exactly what he want when he want. No, Kevin's doing great. But I think you should talk to him and be like, Kevin, just because you lose a fight doesn't mean people are mad at you or that Adam... <laughs> Is, is a bad guy, okay? Because <laughs> I fucking love your brother. I, I I think he's a great guy. I think he thinks that like, are, are you frozen? What's what happened here? Uh, can can uh, Keith, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. Kevin thinks that I, I think he feels like he disappointed people, and uh, and he hasn't, man. Like, like I get I it. I can tell you and that's probably not the case. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, he, he just, that's the kind of personality he is. Like even, like I said, even being related to him, I might talk to him like once every two weeks, unless we have something to do. Like if we don't got nothing to do, it'd be, and then when he do hit me up, it's something random. Like it'd be like a meme that he sent me or it'd be like, have you seen these fights? Or it'd be something random. Like we don't really talk and I'm the closest person to him. Like. Yeah. Me and him are like the closest out of our entire family. And I don't really take it personal. We just, that's just right. kind of personal. I won't, I won't take it personal. You guys are, yeah. Uh, uh, Sean, you've been to the top of the mountain. You've been to the UFC. Yeah. You've been there. You've been, you, you beat the world's strongest man. Uh, any <laughs> advice for this young, handsome upstart coming up for his, his blossoming career? No, nah, man, he sounds like he's got a rugged head on his shoulders and do it the right way, even from... Uh... You know, I, I think, man, the guys that can be faithful to one woman, maybe that's just me, but I think that says a lot about the kind of person you are. You know, whatever, a guy that's not looking to turn that fame into, you know, going out there and chasing girls. I did want to say I felt bad. I didn't know he just got uh, married and then he's having a baby. So I was just looking online while you guys were talking for a gift for him. And uh, I was, I'm going to buy him Brendan Schaub's Showtime Comedy Special, the DVD, <laughs> and send it to him. But I noticed down at the bottom, it said people that bought this DVD also bought, you know, like on Amazon. But it said they also bought uh, a noose and a rickety stool. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I should send him those two. I don't no, know. He'll no. probably have to hang himself while he's watching it. <laughs> no, uh, if you and Brendan get in the same room, I don't uh, know if it's going to be a fight <laughs> or a joke. He would, he would be looking at his shoes and then get slapped is what would happen. No, he wouldn't know what, he wouldn't have to do because there will be a funny person around. Uh, now, <laughs> now, now, Shang, any, any uh, questions or advice? Hey, no, my advice to you is to stay on, on track with that. I think that – the bottom line is you switching up, going from, you know, kind of seeing you fucking up. And I believe me, I've been there like crazy. And then yeah. to, to straighten it out, I think that you'll see that later on, it's like, that was the right move. And, yeah. and even though your brother did the flip-flop, I call it the flip-flop where you ended up, does that make sense with my flip-flop? Like, he turned into like, hey, I got money. I'm, hey, cocaine and hookers. Yeah. And, 
And you said, you know what? I got a banging wife. I, I, you know, I, you know, I'll, let me focus on that. I bet you that showed up in your fight. I bet no bullshit. Because I've seen fighters that do that. If I, the reason I give you an example is Masvidal. Masvidal was kind of like, he went away for a while and got his head together and he was a little bit more on it. And he came back and was a monster. Let's be real. And yeah, I think sometimes when you do that. He's beating world. I mean, this dude, Sean Bunch, was like one five out of six. He beat Joe Warren in one round. And fucking Keith took him apart. Like, Keith is being really good guy. They're not giving you, like, like scrubs and Bellator. Um, no, they're not giving you, like, softies. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, it's, uh, but now, uh, uh, who do you want to fight next? Uh, it's a couple guys. Uh, it's a couple good names. Uh, before I answer that question, I definitely want to get to the point. I finally exist to Adam. I've met, I've known Adam for almost fucking four years. This is the first time we had <laughs> you first, first time you looked at me like I was a person. I thought you were Kevin's kid, okay? I, Honestly, I thought you were Kevin's son. And uh, I thought you were like 10 years old. No, you always <laughs> existed to me, number one. Uh, when you first hit me up, I was like, this gotta be a spam account. No, man, no, you've always you existed to me. I just was like nervous for you because I didn't know you were like oh and oh and then you lost your first fight and I felt bad and I was like, uh, but no, you, you always existed to me, number one. You, uh, you've always been a good kid, uh, and a, a super nice guy, but you always hid in the corner. I had Kevin on the podcast like that <laughs> and you're like hiding and I'm like, did, did Kevin kidnap this? Is it, are you work for Wayfair? Like, <laughs> he was chilling. <laughs> now, He's underneath. Now, now, as we speak. Aljamain Sterling's brother the same way. Aljamain Sterling's brother's a fighter. And, but he's, you guys are like, you have like little brother syndrome where you like, you fucking hang out in the- No. I let it speak for myself. Look, I let my, I let my career speak for itself. Even to this day, I'm not one of those people. I don't search interviews. I don't seek for them. I don't seek for sponsorships. Uh, when it comes to me, when I'm one of those people, when things come to me, they come naturally. And, and when doors open, they, they open on, on themselves. I believe in God strongly, so I know when it, and when it's my time is my time, and I'm gonna be here for a long time, bro. <laughs> so it's no to rush it. I love it. So who do we want to fight next? Uh, I, I think it's a couple good names. Uh, I, I think Mike Kimball is a good fight for me. Uh, I think Ricky Medeiros is a good fight. Uh, I think Cass Bale is a good fight. Uh, I, I just watched that Patchy Mix and uh, Juan Archuleta, and Juan's a good friend of mine. That fight was it was weird. It was very weird. Juan hugged it out in the last three rounds. I thought he could have did that from a jump. I thought he could have got Patchy out there in the first round. Like, Patchy's really good uh, jujitsu-wise, but as soon as you get him on the feet, he's green. He gets hit, and he just starts making faces. He don't block punches. He don't move his head. He just starts snarling at you, and I don't know what that's supposed to do. But you want Patchy there? You said what? So you want Patchy? I'm one of the people I don't rush things. Uh, Patchy's 13-1. and (laughs) Uh, I'm not stupid in this game. I gotta be getting paid some money. And even if it's not money, it's just when the time is right, the time is right. Uh, I, I, I like to, to think that me and him are definitely similar skill-wise. I'm just more tenacious on the feet. I feel like when it, if me and him were to fight, it'd be a standard battle. And Who do you think wins, by the way? Antonio McGee or Dick Caldwell? Who? Caldwell or uh, Antonio McGee Jr.? Who? You don't know those guys? Darion Caldwell? Uh, against Antonio McGee. They're the champs. They're the, they're the Bellator champions. All right. Fuck it. You don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm bullshitting. Uh, no, I'm bullshitting. Uh, AJ, I didn't know who the fuck Antonio was. I'm like, who the fuck is Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's his dad. Yeah. Oh, AJ. Yeah, right. uh, I, I think AJ pulls it out. Uh, I like Darian, but I think AJ pulls it out. I actually, uh, Darian fought Noad, Noad Lahat, which is a teammate of mine, and yeah. I helped get ready for that entire camp. Uh, I feel like I can emulate him pretty well. 
just because we do have similar styles. Uh, I, I think if me and him were to fight, it would just come to a battle of, of age. I feel like we, we kind of the same fighter. I'm just a lot younger. Look at that. Now I can see the whole Lee. Uh, now I can see uh, uh, that you're a, real, you're a real Lee. Before, I didn't see it. He was way too humble. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's humble and honesty. No, it's yeah, honesty. it's it's real, recognized, real. Like it's, it's like, humble. yo, I'm you. If you if it, if you went back through time, it's Gemini man. I'm the young one that's gonna yeah, fuck you up. Yeah. Now, but, are you still, are you still having sex with your wife now that she's eight months pregnant? Yeah. Well, she's nine months. She's doing four days. Wow. Yeah. So you don't. That's when you stop. You gotta stop. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That's when you stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I stop. That's yeah, what I thought. Uh, yes, you're right. Now, uh, really, you're not, you're not worried about hurting the kid, kid coming out with like a big dent on his head or anything? A little bit, but I take my time. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty gentle. Okay. Uh, the more sex, the easier the delivery. So I'm just trying to make it easier for her. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a giver. That's a, such a difference. Player. It makes a difference. Yeah, I'm a good Samaritan. <laughs> don't make joke. During labor, my wife was like, this is the hardest thing I ever had to do. I'm like, that's because you never wrestled in high school. She, fucking, she, fucking, she threw something at me. She fucking threw a pillow at me. It's like, fuck but that's you. a good bit, though. That is still a good bit. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I think? I think that, like, a lot of the fighters that you call out, that you know that you can see what they do wrong, I think that that's systematic. Bellator builds fighters up a little bit more, where I think, and you still get thrown in there with Beast, but UFC seems like it's like, yeah, you're going to fight, like, one of the top ten. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? They yeah, everybody, you, I just, everybody I just mentioned can really fight. Like, yeah. everybody I, I just mentioned can really Beast. fight. Like, yeah. they're really, really good guys. Uh, I, I, I respect talent. Like, I'm one of these guys that I really watch fights and I really, like, study fights. And I respect talent. Uh, it, like I said, it, it's a little bit of the, uh, of the Lee in me. But I, I still I, – I put myself at, at, at a high level, and I'm supposed to. Like, I feel like if you don't, you're not supposed to be in this game or any competitive league. Uh, it, it's a reason I'm here, and I'm just here to show it. But it's a lot of good guys in this division, and all those right. guys I named. I love it. Now, uh, boy or girl? A girl, yeah. Wait, oh, oh, it's the best. Wait, what are you going to name her? So our name is Carter Lynn Lee. Carter Lynn Lee. I like yeah. it. Okay, Carter Lynn Lee. Lee. Beautiful. <laughs> Adam has a girl. You know, I I tried to have girls. I got boys. Yeah, I see. I wanted a boy at first, but I'm I not wanted, that I wanted girls. My brothers all. Have, I have three brothers. They all have girls. Sean, all you have a grand girl. Huh? Sean. Me, I got a boy and a girl. Yeah, imagine like, you're lucky. You got both. You got Sean. You got. You were lucky. You got both of. But I wanted. He girls. has a teenage daughter now, right? Teenager. Uh, no, my daughter's 22 in a week. So. Oh, nice. She turned my son just turned nineteen, and she turns twenty two in a week. So. Now, now, what was it like for your first, uh, your daughter's first boyfriend coming over to the house? Oh man, it was awesome. I would always put him to work. I wouldn't even tell her he was there yet. And I'd be like, "Hey, uh, I said, buddy, do me a favor, sweep down here, would you?" And then he would get the vacuum out, start sweeping. And I'd be like, "Hey, I need you to take the tray." I would just do stuff just to mess with him, and it was the funniest thing. The funniest thing was he was terrified to meet me, and she was like, "Dad, can you say hi to Zach on uh, Facetime so it's not so awkward when he meets you?" And I said, okay, that's fine. She goes, he thinks you're like real mean. I tell him you're real nice. And I was like, okay. So he gets on there. You know, sometimes there's a little bit of lag with the audio. And I said, what's up, Zach? And she holds the phone up so I can see. And I give him about half a second to answer. And he doesn't say anything. I said, answer me, boy. Like that or whatever. And his face goes, oh, I'm sorry. Like that. And she was like, dad, stop. Like, as I kept saying, I said, next time I ask you a question, answer. And like, I was, I don't know. So I like to give him a hard time, but he's a good kid. That's awesome. Yes. Daughters, 
tell the truth, man. You you have a daughter. I think I'd I'd hurt somebody. I bullshit you not. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not easy, like, man. My it's son, a... I, I feel like okay, if you get in the fight, whatever happens, you'll be alright. But if somebody hurt my daughter, I feel like I'd, I'd fucking lose. Yeah, but Shane, your son's like a stud, though. Your stud, your, your, your kid, like, is like, comes home, is like, smell my fingers. I mean, right? I mean, you're Okay, no, <laughs> No, what I'm saying is, like, it seems like when you have daughters, fathers with daughters, I watch how my brothers are with their daughters. It's like different. It's like, and you're going to have a daughter, man? I'm telling you, and they're going to come home, and he's going to buy that, and he's going to be like, yo, I'm, I got 10 wins. You, you fuck my daughter up. <laughs> I have to arm for you. Like, yeah, like, I think that that's the mentality. Like, come on, Adam. Somebody mess with your daughter. Tell oh, forget about it. See? It's different. And I'm like that with my wife. Experience. I already know I'm going to be like that with my daughter. You already know? I, I'm like that with my wife. So I know I'm going to be like that with my daughter. Yep. It's, I, I just, I see, you just said it. I can tell. There's some people that, like, I see my brother and, and how he's with it, Tiffany, his daughter, and, he, and he's like, I tell you, man, if her husband ever get out the line, he, he might as well already know. <laughs> I'm going to ask him where you want it, head and neck, because I'm, I'm fucking you up. Because I think it's different with a daughter. Like, you know, Sean, your daughter's grown, and even yeah. now you still probably would be like, if you fuck with my daughter, I'm yeah. going to fuck you out. You worry about him so much more than a boy, man. Like, it's nonstop, you know? Yes, yes. That's it. But congratulations, dude. Appreciate you, bro. I appreciate Yeah, that. that's good I shit, like, man. You're the best, man. The next time I'm in Vegas, let's, let's, let's hang out. Oh shit! What? Yes. He bullshitting. No, I'm not bullshitting, man. I'm, I'm okay, not. See, Adam, he got no. You said it on. You said it on the fucking no, show. Keith is way cooler than I am. So I, I got. I'm, I'm raising my status to hang out with this this, this uh, young fella. Yeah. Well, you know, Trump is uh, Trump is uh, campaigning real hard in Nevada. Maybe you guys can get together, go to one of those rallies, Shang. Yeah, Adam and uh, yeah, you guys actually go to one of the rallies. Trump. Yeah, that won't. You go, did you go to the Bernie rally when oh. your, your, your your brother spoke? You said what? Were you at the Bernie rally when Keith, uh, when, uh, I was in, yeah? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, uh, They had to sit in front row. I, it was dope. It, it was interesting. Uh, I probably wouldn't go to another one, but it was interesting. What was that like? Uh, yeah, it, he was, Bernie was cool. Like, we actually met him in person. He tall as hell. He like fucking 6'2". Like, but he all skin and bones. Like, you could tell, like, I touched his arm and it felt like he was about to fall apart. Like, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like, he was, like, decaying under his suit. Like, it was weird. But, I mean, he's he cool. Yeah, it was a dope rally. Uh, we met him. We took pictures. Uh, I didn't really understand that talking about. He was talking fast. I don't really like talking to people that talk that fast. Uh, yeah. He was talking to loops. Like, he was talking a lot. And then people would cheer randomly. But I didn't know what they were cheering for, so I would just start cheering. That, that sounds like, that sounds like Trump. They, nobody knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, no, you sure you weren't at a Brendan Schaub comedy show instead? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like. What's, what's your thing with Brendan Schaub? Did he doesn't like Bernie. He doesn't does. like um, Brendan Schaub's comedy. That's the truth. He thinks he sucks. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's just a sociopath. I can't stand that dude, man. He, uh, We've had a long history. He's always super jealous of me ever since, like, the old UFC days. And always saying stuff about me, but he won't say it in person. Like in person, he just looks down at his gay Gucci boots and doesn't have anything to say. But uh, behind my back, even like Rogan is talking about on his podcast how funny I am. And Shab's like, "Yes, he's still alive. I haven't heard from him. I heard he's dead. You know, just oh, always yeah. got something to say until he sees." He always throws little jabs at you. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always. So um, that to me, but, that's a lot of that's a lot of bitch shit. From where I'm from, you that's bitch shit. Like if somebody did that around the neighborhood back in the day, I'd be like, okay, don't have to talk to him. Does that make sense? Sometimes it's like, yo, stop doing that shit. I'm gonna have to see you in person. But I think that with you, 
that not only you have the history pretending to fighting, you have the history pretending to comedy because you are funnier than him. And well, I'm not. I told him if you don't want to fight, I, said, I, I told that dude, I sent messages to him. I said, if you don't want to fight, why don't we do a random stand-up show? No advertisement, no anything. We'll do an open mic, me and you, and we'll give each other three topics so you can't prepare for ahead of time. You got like five minutes to prepare, and we'll see who gets more laughs. Like without, uh, uh, I mean, although his punchline, what the fuck, is pretty much, I mean, uh, it's a given every time. Like that's, the, that's his go-to. Like, uh, hey, anybody see this, uh, this thing about this hurricane? What the fuck, right, guys? Like that's his punchline. But uh, you know what? yeah, no, he just... the coldest thing I seen when when I thought it was cold when Rogan on air told him he shouldn't fight anymore. I don't know that was great. Yeah, well, that was amazing. You, but I thought it was like you could pull me to the side about that type of shit. Oh yeah, I was completely unnecessary. You know what? I thought it was unnecessary at the time, but then when I realized how Shab is, like I realized that's probably the only way it would get through to him because Shab actually believed he was the best heavyweight in the world and he just was catching bad breaks. Like he said after he got beat up like five times in a row, he said, "Oh, I'm a terrible matchup for Brock." Like, Brock who? That Brock Turner guy that raped those girls at Duke? Because I know you're not talking about Brock Lesnar. Like, you know, whatever. Like, you're not a – but he's just that delusional. I think he had to be humiliated publicly to believe it. So All right, Keith, Keith. Uh, back to Keith. Uh, so, um, <laughs> you said you used to beat up your teachers. Like, what What was that? What happened there? Uh, yeah, I was a problem child. Like, I was really bad. Like, it was to the point where I would, like I, – I had a problem with, with authority. I, let's say that. I had a problem with authority. I didn't like people telling me what to do just because. Uh, I'm big on communication. I'm big on you telling me what to do, and explaining to me why I have to do it. And teachers didn't, they really, I would, when I'm kids, I would sit in the middle of class while you was telling me to get out and I would make fun of you until it was time for you to put your hands on me and then I would fight you. And I, I did that like repeatedly. <laughs> I, wow. It was the point I was fighting security guards, I was fighting teachers, uh, always male teachers. I always had a problem with male teachers. I always had a problem with male figures of authority. Uh, for some reason, I've always been a ladies' man. So late, the ladies' teachers always loved me. Like I was always like teacher's pets. But as soon as I go, I had it like a male teacher. I would always get into it with them. Did you hook uh, up with any of the female teachers? What's that? Did you hook up with any of the female teachers? I know that's like big now. You no. I was, I was four eight when I graduated high school. So fuck no. Oh. I was four eight and one hundred and twenty pounds. They want to have sex with me. They looked me like a kid. I got it. Got I was fifteen, like a twelve, like you just said. Like you thought I was a ten year old when you yeah. first met. I was twenty years old. You thought I was ten. I did. I honestly, I was like, "That's Kevin." I, I didn't. I didn't know you had a, a child. And then uh, it was. It was awesome. But listen, you haven't met my younger brother though. My younger brother, he gets out of prison in two years, and he's he's gonna be the problem. He's the one that everybody has to watch out for for sure. What? Is he a fighter? Uh, he's in prison. I know, but was he a fighter before? Was he a wrestler before that? He's in prison. <laughs> uh, he's a fighter. Okay. It, like, everybody in prison can fight at this point. What is he in prison for? Uh, armed robbery. Okay. And how, and how old is he? He turned 20 in August. So, yeah, he's 20. Uh, he's a, he's a savage. He's way bigger than me and Kevin. Uh, he's way meaner than me and Kevin, but he's goofy. Like he he's he, I think when he gets out he's gonna be the, the star of, of us. Like I, I feel like he he's gonna outshadow both of us. And but does he have any kind of experience in martial arts or mixed martial uh, arts? He's been wrestling since I would say since he was like six. He's been wrestling since he was like six. He stopped when he was like fifteen, sixteen. So he, he can wrestle he can wrestle really well. Uh he can fight really well too. Uh he picked it up way faster than me and Kevin. And like that was the main reason he's in prison now because he would go out and he would beat people up, like beat the living shit out of people. 
and uh, he just ended up going down the wrong road. Like he ended up going down to the road where where he had a mix of me and Kevin. Like he's really cocky, but he was also really smart about it. So he had everybody in Vegas wrapped around his finger. And then when he started doing stuff, nobody could tell him anything. When he started really making money, uh, he was he he was using Kevin. Kevin's money to get the popularity, and then once he got the popularity, he started making his own money. So it was nothing you could tell him. But when so he, he, he was robbing people he, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, he was a set. But he was robbing people for little stuff like jewelry, shoes, and then the thing about it, he would rob the stuff and give it away to other people. So he was just doing it just because he could. Like he was, he was doing it just because he could. But he, he, uh, was, he was, he was, he was living with you guys in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's living uh, with you guys in Vegas, all- robbing people. Kevin's in the UFC, uh, and Kevin didn't say, "Hey, dude, listen, I come on, I'm in the UFC. I'm a fucking I, I got yeah." We a thousand times, oh, a thousand times. Uh, we we sat and had all kind of interventions, but it like I say, it wasn't, wasn't nothing that you could tell him. Uh, it wasn't like he was robbing check cashing stores or he was like shooting people or or nothing. It was like he was robbing little kids, like or kids he's doing two years in prison or in jail. He obviously did some really fucked up shit. Uh, he, so he got sentenced to five to five to something. I can't remember, but like five to something. But he only has two years left. Uh, he went in when he was 18. So he, yeah, so he went in when he was 18. He goes on parole uh, or pop- possibility of probation in two, 2022. So we only got a couple more years. But it, like I said, when he gets out, he's now he's like 6'3", 225 pounds, and he's only 20 years old. This is what, so, is this why Kevin wanted Bernie to win so he gets out earlier? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Probably. You talk about Kevin and you talk about me being athletic. He's a fucking athletic specimen. Like wait, 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 what's his name again? Cameron. We all got Cameron. Cameron Lee, Sean McCarthy. Yeah. No, you know what, dude? I was thinking earlier when um, Keith was telling that story, a lot of people are going to say it's bullshit, him beating up Olympic boxer. But, dude, I've seen that happen. Like, I've seen dudes coming off the street. That can some dudes can just fight, man. Like it's just it's one of them things. And uh, I submitted my jujitsu teacher of the first class. Of course, I weighed him by 150 pounds, but uh, he's a Brazilian dude, uh, real well known. And I submit I'd never taken jujitsu class. I submitted him within the first five minutes we rolled with just Kimura that I'd seen, you know, on TV or whatever. And he had to tap, and he said the first time he had been tapped in the United States. And then they saw me box the first time. They're like, "How long have you been boxing?" I was like, "That's oh, my first time." They're like, no, really. I was like, really? I've never boxed before. They're like, you've never boxed before. And uh, not that I was great or anything, but they just couldn't believe I hadn't done it before, you know, watching me. So um, I would say if his brother's, and I have no reason to doubt he's lying, if his brother's everything he says he is, he could get good and get in there and get fast, man, get good really fast. It's uh, If you're athletic enough, man, you can, you can, the same in any sport, you can jump several levels way faster than other people. So. Yeah, he, but you know what? He, is he, he working out in prison? Yeah, he's huge. When he first went in, he was six one, I would say, or six foot flat, and he was only like 170 pounds, and he's gotten all the way up to like two something, like two twenty. Yeah, he's huge. Shane, thoughts about Cameron Lee's? No, I think that I think that if he gets out, and you guys really have to sit on him, I don't know if it'll work. But if uh, no, we, we already set up a business for him. Uh, we already trying to set up a business. Like I'm really starting to get big into social media. Actually, I'm gonna steal your clout and I'm gonna plug my TikTok, Keith <laughs> underscore Lee one twenty five. Uh, I'm really starting to get big on social media and really starting to like uh, make investments and, and make smart decisions for the future. So by the time he does get out, we do have things set up for him and we have avenues to where he don't have any kind of a, a excuse to go out and do the same thing that he's doing. I love, dude, I love that, man. This is like, can I adopt him? It'd be like the uh, blind side where I, like, I take in a 22-year-old, 220-pound. I, I love being a couple. 
Y'all would look like a lesbian couple. And he would be the man. How do I invest in him? This, it sounds like this guy's like, it'd be great if you could invest in fighters. You could like, you know, like, because he's, he's going to come out of prison if you could like, and they're like stocks, you know, like you're like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get him. Like, and that's slavery. Shut the fuck up with that. Can I invest in him? Can you put him on the block? Be, the fuck is that? Be, the guy could be white. I don't care. I'm saying, like, if you don't, no, like, 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 you might know why I get a mandingo around here. I gotta yeah, find no, out. That's not like you say, can you invest in him? Yeah, I'm just saying, wouldn't it be kind of cool if, like, you no. know, it's going to be a, a champion. You could own people. So you could put like $10 on it. Would it be cool if you just own people and made them do shit? No. I'm not, no, I'm not saying make them do anything. I'm I know, them. man. You know a guy is going to be a fucking black man in prison. <laughs> Like if, you know, no. look, if you know a is gonna fucking be, go off, take off, right? Dude, you know they were doing it. Remember, Johnny Hendricks was doing that. They gave Johnny Hendricks a salary of a certain amount uh, a month, and then he he just gave them his fight purses. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Johnny yeah, Hendricks yeah. were some guys that did that. They just paid him. I think they paid him like two hundred grand a year, and they just take whatever he got. Yeah, I just want to put twenty bucks on like Cameron Lee, and then watch it go yeah. over, like, <laughs> like five million dollars. Like, like yeah. Hard, Hard to get out of that one. Now. I'm just saying. No, I'm saying the the thing that's good is that you guys, because I know how I help my brothers out, and I I help my brother out because he went on a forced vacation from the government for a while, and I and I and I'm the one that got him out because of what I do. You know, I mean, I luckily I was in a position comedy wise where I could get him paid. But I'm saying at the same time, it's good that you set it up for him now, because I'm telling you right now, when he get out, a lot of times you're like looking for shit to do. You know, you're looking for shit to do. And if you give somebody something to land on and maybe take him down to the gym now that he's a fucking monster, um, maybe focus that bullshit into something that's good. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, focus okay. that, that energy and that, like, yo, I, I beat people's ass. Well, beat people's ass for pay. money. Yeah, but, yeah. Poor, but, fucking, but poor Kevin. He finally he gets out of Detroit, okay? He goes to Vegas. He gets the title. Nobody will invest in him. And then you guys fucking follow him around, you and your brother, and you're robbing people. And, and they're probably like, yo, Kevin, your brother robbed me today. Fuck it. And then he's got to deal with that shit? Like, was that part of, like, what was distracting for him? Uh, I wouldn't say it was distracting because, for the most part, Cameron would do shit on his own, and most people didn't know who his brother was. Like, most, you got to think about it. He, he was robbing 16-year-old kids. Most people don't know exactly what he is. They just know that he's a professional fighter. And they just know that people lockers at the gym. All of a sudden, like you go back, your lockers are all raided, and it's like it's like he's never doing it at the gym. <laughs> he never do it at the gym. Yeah. Oh, I got to get that spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you could do with your brother, man, is getting real close to Joe Rogan, and then getting knocked out like seventeen times oh, uh, in a row, on. and then this, he can have a stand-up comedy this, career. You just really do not like Brendan Shaw. <laughs> this is why he became a Spice John became the best fighter in the world because he gets obsessed with the shit. He got a fellow with Brendan Shaw. The thing that's good, good for you now, I think the thing that's good for you now is you're you're you you're level headed about it. And even though you took a loss, I think you you took it. Some people take a loss and they're fucked up forever. Listen, Does that make sense? What I'm saying? And some people take a loss and go, you know what? Okay, okay. Now I got to get on. I got to get really get on it. I, uh, I see uh, fighters that I like. Uh, and Adam, you know we the, we like some. Now, now, now we're talking to a horse. I know we're talking to a painting of a horse, which is a good painting. Um, like, don't you think some fighters that I've seen lose and then they come back and they're actually, they're 10 times better because that loss kind of- Oh, 1,000%. I mean, not, I mean, I mean, definitely not Sean, but, 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 but yeah, that happens, all, <laughs> that, that happens all the time. Uh, I think I can honestly say, I don't think that I've taken a loss in my career. I, I feel like I've taken lessons. Like everything that happens is for a reason. And if 
it's only lost if you don't take anything from it. If you make excuses and you say, oh, this happened because I had a bad day or I didn't feel good or, or shit like that, like that's when it's a loss. Or if you make excuses like my leg was hurt, my foot was hurt. We all have injuries, bro. It's like it's only a loss if you don't learn something from it. And I feel like right. I've learned. And now your wife, is your wife white, black, Mexican, Puerto Rican? She's black? Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, she's got to be black? Black Lives Matter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that, see, now, you didn't even need to go there, Adam, but you did. Well, and I just asked him. I, want, I, I want, well, You did. And I'm I wanted to, well, I was, I was going to say if he was white. If she said white, I wanted hey, Adam, to. Adam, is your wife white? My wife is uh my wife's a quarter Mexican. Uh, you know. No, I'm fully cultural around here. I I walk it like I talk it. When I I say <laughs> I got no, we we right. blown ethnic around here. But but it's just a weird question. But Adam does this Shane, shit all the time. People, Shane, you, you have to be, I've seen a couple white girls, but you're mostly a sister guy, right? I've never been. Like, I when you see me with white girls. Uh when you were, when you were, uh, <laughs> When you, were rob when you were robbing them, you kept behind them. Oh, yeah, well, that, that, well, that, <laughs> you bring that up. Come on, I mean, that's given. No, I'm saying even if I was, I mean, if that's my vibe, but, I mean, it just never was. It's just not a thing. And yeah. people think it's a diss if you say I'm not. They go, why, you don't it's care? Not. I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's, yeah, it's not. It's just what you're talking about. If you prefer yeah. this, it doesn't, like, if I prefer apple juice, I don't mean fuck orange juice. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's I, not. You got to remember where I'm from. I'm from Michigan. Michigan is a very racist uh, state. Michigan is a very segregated It's extremely state. segregated. Uh, where I grew up, when I went to school, I went to school with two white people, and they hung out with each other. Were those the teachers and you beat up? No, they were black. <laughs> All the teachers were black, bro. Everybody I went to school with was black. Like, I have pictures of my, like, high school wrestling thing. We were yeah. all black. All of us. <laughs> so wow. it's like, when I came out here, everything was completely different. Like, my wife went to school with Asian people, Mexican people. Spanish people. It was like I, I didn't see that growing up. Like I didn't even right. know that was a thing. And I remember when I when I when I went to Long Island, I grew up in Long Island in middle school, played football. We played the black team uh from Freeport and they got off the bus and we're like, we're fucked. But like we didn't even know <laughs> <I was laughs> as soon as we saw them, we're like, we're not winning this fucking nah, these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> that was us. I was on that black team. It was to the point where we would go to the suburbs and we would wrestle teams and literally we'll get off the bus and there'd be nothing but black people. And they'd be like, oh shit. <laughs> we, they knew we would we was notorious for if we not winning, we fight. If we ain't win at the end, it's gonna be a brawl. Wow. <laughs> Oh no, Detroit's no joke. I've done shows there. Um, oh, I've hung out there. Yeah. Detroit is one of those places like it's a two gun minimum to go into a place. I know people always talk about Chicago being the most dangerous city, but I think Detroit's pretty close. Uh, Detroit, so it's weird because Detroit is so small, which people don't realize. People think Detroit is the entire Michigan. Detroit is only like a ten mile radius. Uh, that's what makes it so dangerous. Is that it's literally ten miles of nonstop violence. Once you get out of inner city of Detroit, then you get to the nice right. Areas. It's different. Right. So like, like, we're like Eminem. We're like Eminem grew up, right? Eminem grew uh, up in the hood. Don't get it Eminem grew up in the hood. He grew up on on a mile. A mile is still kind of the hood, like on certain areas. But no, Eminem grew up in the hood. Like when you get to the east side, like that's where you don't go unless you know somebody. Like it's no, like it's funny. A this guy, Brandon T. Jackson was like, "Hey, you want to buy some houses in Detroit?" And they were like houses for like fifteen dollars. I'm not kidding. It was like three hundred dollars a house. So I, I hit up Kevin, your brother. I go, should I buy these houses? He goes, Are you out of your fucking mind? He's like, <laughs> he's like, you buy these houses, they're gonna be squatters. Like, like this house. 
He did not want to buy it. He's like, Adam, you can't buy houses like you do people. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Adam, we already know that. <laughs> like, you can't buy a house like you do. Watch into that joke. Come on. Right <laughs> in your forehead. Podcast. No, I, okay. Like, I'll give you an example. The reason I, even when I watch, um, like, I've been watching a lot of Bellator fights lately, even though I, but Cheetah, I, that one was. Awful. Come on. It was a, it was a snooze fest. I mean, I for real. For real. It really was. He was on the card. It was on the same card. I, but yeah, but you, no, I know. I'm, I know. I'm saying what I'm saying. To me, to me, it's like, but Bellator really does nurture fighters, I think, in a better way than the UFC. The UFC uh, show, and, and they build you up to a point, when you start winning, they build you up to a point where you become a, a draw and whatever else. When the UFC, sometimes I think they throw you to the sharks a little too quick. I'm not dissing the UFC. I like, there's a great fighters there, but I just feel like, you know, let me let me get a couple fights under my belt before I fight a top fifteen dude. Like, yeah. it's just one thing I think about Bellator is that they definitely more personable. Uh, uh, they don't they don't hire people out of agencies. I feel like I I've noticed that with the UFC. I feel like if you go to the UFC PI or if you go to like UFC events and then you see people that don't know nothing about fighting but they work in like the highest levels of the UFC. Like they got people working at the front desk that never seen a fight before. And they got people working in, in relations that, like, the strength and conditioning guys, like, at first they had no idea what they were. They just were, like, straight strength and conditioning guys. With Bellator, everybody that I ran into during fight week at least knew about fighting. Like, they were all, like, seasoned. Like, you could tell, like, it, it's more, like, it, it's more, like, homegrown. Like, they, they care a little bit more, like, it's, it's more, like, nurturing, like you said. It, it's more homegrown. You could definitely feel it when you were in there. No, I just think Bellator, they got a bunch of guys, like, you and uh, AJ, like AJ McKee is undefeated. He's like 18 and 0. I would put him up against anybody in the UFC at that weight. I mean, I think he would do really well. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, for what he's shown so far. I mean, he's, he's uh, okay. My opinion. Yeah. He walks into any Starbucks right now. No one knows who the fuck he is. Like, <laughs> like nobody. Even, but he's making like, money though. He's making money. He's okay. Fine, but. They, but Bellator, they, they, they try to put on, like, these, like, kind of old-school fights to get people interested. And I'm like, no, man, you got, you got guys that are legit stars. Mm. But let, let's push those guys. I know that no one knows. No, other ones, no, because the other ones bring more numbers. You got to think, even though you can say Machida is yeah, not. Yeah, but they bring more numbers, but then what happens, right? Then you watch Machida Phil Davis. And you're like, I'm not watching this fucking, this is the worst. But not all of them have been, all the fights, not all the fights have been like a this. Lot of, a lot of their main events are just a lot like. Of their main events. I see what Adam's talking about, though, because it, it, it only lasts for so long. Like, you can only do those, that so many times. Like, it's like that one-hit wonder shit. Like, you can only do that so many times. Or like a gimmick. Uh, but I feel like somebody would, like AJ, uh, it, it's not up to Bellator to make him like that. Like, it's not up to Bellator to make him be known in the Starbucks. Like. It's yeah, but like, put them in main bro, events. Put like, them in main events. Sometimes, sometimes even their undercard is like, I'm like, what are you putting this guy on the undercard for? Like, they, they, like you got, I don't know. I mean, I understand, uh, but they got to put, like, Joey, Joey, whatever his name is, uh, four-time national champion. Uh, Joe, the guy. Warren? No, Joey. Fucking, that, the whole point is I don't know his fucking name. He's a four-time division <laughs> two right, yeah, national but. champion. And, and he's parody the undercard. Uh, he's an amazing wrestler, and and they got a, they got a bunch of guys. I like agree that. with you. Bellator needs to start pushing the younger cats. So or they, they have guys that never fight. 
They have guys that right. you know, yeah. are awesome. But, they just but, never but, fight. We are the younger guys, but the older, com- older comments, the older fighters, the older fighters do have draw. That's I, I understand they have a draw, but no offense. No offense. I'd rather shine. at this point, I'd rather watch a guy uh, who's. I'd rather watch an Ed Ruth right now take away his last loss, but Ed Ruth uh, or Neiman Gracie, okay, then Roger Huerta at this point, you know? And they're going to put Roger Huerta in the main event because Roger but Huerta has numbers. As a fighter, I'm not going to blame Bellator if nobody knows my name in a Starbucks coffee shop. Uh, I, I feel like that, that's all in time. That's all the time. If nobody knows AJ McKean, AJ McKean, McKean can really fucking fight. It's a promotion. It's the promo- they're supposed to promote. You're the fighter. I mean, is it, but is it, you know, because if he was to go to the UFC and let's say he was to win two or, two or three fights, and I, I'm not saying AJ can't fight or I'm not saying that he won't win the UFC, but I don't think they'll be as dominant as they were, that, as they are at Bellator. And it's like, I don't think people will know his name even if he went to the UFC and he got two or three fights. It's just like, that's just a, a and it's not even saying nothing bad about AJ. It's just the truth of the matter. Uh, they might, but I don't think it's it's guaranteed. It's definitely not guaranteed that as soon as you go to UFC, people no, know who not, you are. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's no, not. And, and you could win fights in the UFC and still be like walking yeah. to Starbucks and not people. That's know my point. That's, That's my point. point. So it's not like so you Joey, can't. Joey Davis. Joey Davis. Joey Davis. Right. You know, the Bellator man is owned by Viacom too, so they really should extend some kind of opportunities to guys outside of MMA. Like Viacom owns what MTV, CBS. They own. They could surely put those guys on something, put them on TV doing something. Dude, they're going to CBS Sports. It's like, I don't even understand that that thing. CBS, if they go to CBS Sports. I've never understood that. I think it's because I'm black. Uh, I never understood that. I have zero sponsors. And I I feel like it'd be guys in Bellator with crazy sponsors. like Or like uh, Leslie Smith. It's not because you're black. I don't don't, don't think it's because you're black. You think you're black? Uh, Hey. Do you have anybody out there trying to get you sponsored? Uh, I got. I'm signed by one of the best uh, managers in the game. Like I'm signed by Sucker Punch. I've been signed by Sucker Punch for like three years, and Sucker Punch does a great job at the top. So I I don't think it's it's even them. It's just the landscape of the game that we in. Like Leslie Smith, Leslie Smith's like what 36? I would say yeah. 37. She had like fucking 30 sponsors on her shorts during the fight. She's week. been around. She's. I mean, she's been around. Yeah, she's also like super into like. Come on, Adam. Come on, Adam. Come on, Mr. White Privilege. You know exactly what that line is talking about. There are you plenty of black people that have sponsors as well. I don't think it's a thing. Dude, I'll, I'll say this, dude. I came from the UFC into Bellator, and I didn't get one sponsor. And I was on TV, fighting on TV but, on but Spike. I didn't, get one about Spike uh, I didn't have a sponsor for my Bellator fight. As soon as you start talking, you can tell you got black friends. So you kind of threw your white privilege card away. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm okay. I don't know, too, but no. no okay, I don't, okay, I don't, okay. I here's the thing. So you got 20,000 followers on Instagram, right? Uh, on Twitter, what you have like two thousand? Uh, I just made a Twitter literally like two days ago. So okay, like, probably have like three hundred, right? So a sponsor is gonna go. What are his? What are his numbers? They're gonna get twenty thousand on Instagram. They're gonna go. Mm, no, I got two hundred thousand on TikTok. They don't know that, okay? If, if you say <laughs> you got two hundred thousand, TikTok is the hottest. I was just about to say TikTok is the hottest social media network. No, but, but they probably didn't. Probably, they probably didn't know that. Whoever's working for you. If he goes out there and says he's got 200,000 on TikTok, you're like, oh, that's, a, that's, that's a lot that's of great. people. Then you're going to have sponsors. That's probably the agency doesn't know that you have 200,000 on, on TikTok. I don't think it's a white or black thing. I hope it's not. 
And I, I, it, it, could it, it could be. It could be. It could be. Most of that. Most of that is out of just joking. But oh. it, most of it is out of just joking. But I say most of it. But in in the reality, it's like you gotta you gotta think about it. Who are like the fastest ones to get sponsored, and who are the fastest ones to get shot up when it comes to other things other than fighting? Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, Paige Van Zandt has a million followers. Like, why does why does Paige Van Zandt have a million followers? Because guys like to jerk off. Okay, and uh, what about Sage Northcutt? About her fighting, though. Explain, explain Sage Northcutt, Adam. Guys like to jerk off too. Uh, You know. Very good. I'm like Adam. That was fun. no, but what I no, I think it like we were having somebody this, explain Brittany Chow to me. I wanted to bring Chow like to jerk off. Okay, so he, he just throws a jerk off. No, it, it is about black and white a lot of times, Adam. But what I'm saying is, it should be like I'm a purist, and it should be about the fighter, like uh, how, how no, you one, do it. One thousand percent. But we but but look, you know, look, look, Red Rogel is one of my favorite comics. Okay, he's a fucking brilliant writer. Brilliant. He's got 1,200 followers on fucking whatever. Like, people are going to not give him money. As much as it sucks, look, Rachel Ostevich. I love Rachel Ostevich, but she's mm-hmm. four and five. She's four and five in MMA. And she's got another UFC fight coming. She's lost her last three. Okay, but right? Love her. But people love her. And, and this is coming from somebody that's very attractive. And people- that's not even... From a cocky standpoint, but it's people this watch her. Do I think it's right? No, no, it's not right. That's what I'm saying. That's it. That's, right. that's, that's my entire point. <laughs> there's spots, there's people right. that get spots. But I also think that, well, I think that also people have to understand, and it sucks. Life isn't fair. Okay? Agreed. Life isn't fair. And I feel agree. like, I feel like that's a, a lot of problem with like younger people is that they want everything to be fair. Unfortunately, it's not fair. But the reason, okay, the reason I'm gonna tell you right now. You like the girl that you like in high school, okay? You could be the best looking, you could be the fucking best grades, you could be nice to her. She might not want to fuck you. She might want to fuck the dirt bag at 7-Eleven who's got nothing going for him. It's not fair. It's not fair. I was both at the exact same time. time. Right. What was that? I, the reason I give props to fighters is because I know, see, because he always makes fun because when I did it, he said that the, the gloves were made of like wood. I, I fight a long time ago. <laughs> there's, no, there's no video of him actually doing it, too. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, I, I, can, I can go. But what I'm saying is, I didn't have that in me afterwards. It's after the fight where I'm in a fucking tub for like three days and yeah. my, my hands hurt, my fucking eyes hurt, everything hurts. And even when you win, I'm hurt. What does that do with Paige Van Zandt? Of the hurt. You're constantly hurt. We're it's talking like, about Paige Van Zandt right now. What, okay, what? when I'm saying it, okay, Paige Van Zandt. All of a sudden, you're in a tub? The no, worst no, fucking trans, you're like the worst, Yes, I would still get Epsom salt. The worst porno ever. I'm fucking, Paige. all of a sudden, Paige Van Zandt's naked, and then it's Shang in a tub. Like, okay, how which is creepy. I can't believe you even said that, which okay, is creepy. How, no, my point is, because I was trying to get off the, jacket off the Paige Van Zandt, which I, I have done many times. But the point is, no, I, no, I no, right. no, no, I'm saying is I think that if the if Bellator or the UFC and Sean, you know what I'm talking about, if, if they focused on just that side of it, they still would be popular. The the not the Cody Kobe Covington dressing up. Well, as I get it, but look, Trump, when the UFC got bought out by WME, when when WME bought the UFC, WME, right? It, things changed. 
you know, I know. Like, it should be about how you do in that fucking ring and how hard you and train. And it is. You have how to you win. You have the to win. Game is media. Like not a lot of people want to see somebody that's just going in there and winning. If that's the case, Floyd Mayweather would be the most popular guy in like the entire sports history. Most people don't like Floyd Mayweather. And he won every time. And it's media at the end of the day. It's what people want to well, see. You got to get Mayweather don't like him. He also went to jail for beating up his girlfriend. Uh, oh, he also did some shit that like oh, isn't. But Floyd, no, Floyd, I'm, I don't know what. Even that's even true. That's, even that's though true. even though Dana White said he has problems sometimes with Floyd, he admits it clearly that he is the best and defensive fighter. You can't even argue argue you shit. Yeah, you can't argue that. Yeah, that's not a motherfucker yeah. made. He fought, he fought somebody that was 40 pounds more than him and made it look like a sparring match. Yeah, but I don't think people don't like Floyd, though, because of his fighting. I think it's, I think it's some of the stuff outside of fighting. The outside? Oh, you think the outside ring? That's what I think's happening with Mike Perry. I think Mike Perry's fucking up because he's doing so much weird shit that yeah. they're not going to focus on his fighting. And I think you got to balance it. You still got to be a cool motherfucker, be cool in interviews, whatever else. But you got to go in there and work your ass off in the ring. John McCorkle, any thoughts, Sean? Uh, yeah, on the uh, first time I ever met Mike Perry, it was funny because his promoter was introducing me to him, and he goes, dude, you wait till you meet this dude. It's before Perry was in the UFC. He goes, wait till you meet this dude. He believes it. And I was like, what's that mean? And he goes, just, he believes it. Like, trust me. I was like, believes it. And then I met Mike Perry, and he was like, yeah, what up? And I was saying, like, when we first met, I was like, that is the blackest dude I've ever met in my life. Like, I guarantee you, he's got no white privilege. Like, that is the, the blackest dude ever. And then uh, he's like, I'm about to shrock the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I'm about to tear air. I'm going to fight anybody in here. Like, it sounds like, dang, this dude does believe it. Like, I don't know what he believes, but he believed whatever he was saying. So, he just believes whatever up. he says. Like, he was, he was dead serious. He's a that. man alive that could beat me in a fight. Oh. Huh? Well, you got to realize like that is always going to be raw. Always. Yeah. No matter what you do with him, no matter how long he's in the gym, no matter who you have him train with, he's just gonna be raw talent for the rest of his career. Is that is that good or bad? It it, it can go either way. It, I don't think he's gonna last long in the sport. Uh, I don't think that he's gonna be here for a long time. I feel like you got four or five more years of seeing Mike Perry, and that style alone is just going there and just swinging. And then you got your girlfriend that has never been in the fist fight, and you got her in your corner. That's, that don't last long, bro. Last like long. that. That's not longevity. That don't. That's not longevity in the sport. How, now, what's it like over at uh, Extreme Couture? Say it again. How's the Extreme Couture doing for you? Uh, it's pretty good. I'm actually about to go over there in like in the next hour. So yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm already back to training. Uh, I wanted to go back sooner, but see, I got hit buddy. So I was like, all right, let me let me rest a little bit. This is the worst part. I hate resting. So I was like, let me. Is rest. Ray Sefo still over there or not? Yeah, yeah, he's still he's, over there. I love Ray, man. He's like that dude can man. He can box. That dude is something else, man. Yeah, he's special, man. But yeah, uh, I, 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 honestly. I think this whole game is about media. And like you said, it, it's not about what you can do. Even though as much as you want it to be, it's not like- I know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, fucking up when it comes to that, but I really still think like that. But it, it's like, it, even, even when I was saying the whole, the whole black privilege thing, it's like, in reality, that's not the fool. Like, I'm not one of the people that be like, oh, I'm oppressed and, and I, I, I got nothing. Like, my mom's white, bro. So it's like, I, I can't really use that car even if I wanted to. Like, my mom's Adam's complexion. Well, she's she's more Shane complexion. She's like Shane complexion. I'm yeah. high yellow. Yeah, yeah. She like a little spicy white. Like she, <laughs> she, she, Adam just straight white. She a little spicy white. But so it's like I can't even use that card if I wanted to. And and growing up, I had amazing parents, bro. So it's like I don't fit the stereotype. <laughs> I don't fit the the stereotype of black. But if you look at me, I do. If you look at me and you first like 
you imagine that I do until you start talking to me and you realize I don't. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. I, I use it as a joke, but at the same time, I feel like it's a lot easier for guys with blue eyes and, and sandy blonde hair to get immediate first impressions and get immediate first. Uh, oh, that's the world. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's the world. I just think, and me and Adam are on the same page. I just feel like I've always loved fighting from the standpoint of, of the, that side of it. But I sometimes when you do all this, like to me, Kobe does corny shit. Yeah, it makes yeah. me go, you don't need to do that. You're a good fucking fighter. And yeah. just let that, that show for you. But I know that's not how it is, but that should show for you. The reason, like, I, don't get me wrong, Conor McGregor can fight. That motherfucker can throw hands. Yeah. And he used the Floyd Mayweather, Muhammad Ali shit-talking technique to get in there even more. But where would Kobe Covington be if he didn't talk shit? That's what I was trying to explain to him. That, I know, you're right. I just no, think I think, I think I think eventually, I think eventually if he kept winning, he would get to where it would. Right. It would have taken him uh, four or five more fights. Hell no. Uh-uh. Really? Kobe will be in one FC right now if he didn't call Brazil a bunch of filthy animals. Even if he kept winning, though? For sure. For sure. If he kept winning the way he was winning, because he, was, he wasn't losing that bad. He lost, like, one fight before he started talking like that. He had, like, an impressive record. Like, he, went, he only had, like, one or two yeah, he losses. Lost one, he lost to Wally Alves. That was the only guy he lost to. Yeah. So, it's like, you can't say that because he was, he was on the verge of getting cut, and he was on a winning streak. Yeah. It's so stupid now, to me. Now, now, which I think is wrong. I mean, that's according to him. Now, who do you think wins this weekend, uh, Colby or Woodley? Uh, see, see, this is, like I said, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I'd be so bad. I, in reality, I want so bad for Woodley to come out and fight like Woodley. But after that Burns fight, I was so disappointed. I don't even think disappointment is the word. Who's your mom so, rooting I, for? You said what? Who's your mom rooting for? No, I'm kidding. Woodley. <laughs> no, the reason I want Woodley to win is I want Woodley to win because I think that he needs to get back to the old Woodley. And if he does that, because I was a fan of his before, I'm still a fan. Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, so we okay, – uh, sorry to interrupt you, Shane. We went, over, we, we, we went over this for 49 minutes. So, Keith, who do you yeah. think is going to win? I think he's going to win? Kobe. How? Damn. Uh, same thing. Five round, five round running and stick and moving? Yeah, uh, Uzman, you got to realize a generic version of Uzman. Kobe is nerd Uzman, but he just don't have the athleticism. He don't have had the tenacity, but he has everything else. It's like if in that style poses a lot for um, Tyrone, because I think it's gonna make Tyrone get in his head as soon as Kobe comes forward and he's throwing. It they don't even have to be power. He's gonna throw a bunch of like filler punches and he's gonna shoot. And he just going to throw a bunch of for the punches against the cage. And it's going to make Tyrone think. And it's going to make him really just get back in his shell. And as soon as Tyrone's in his shell, he's fucking useless. Like, now, do filler punches he, hurt, though? Say it again. Do filler punches hurt? Uh, they, they hurt your ego. They, they hurt to, to get hit 10 times in front of your family, in front of your mom and dad, even if they don't hurt. If you get hit 10 times and they little smacks, they still hurt your ego. So it make you feel like you're doing way worse than you're actually doing. Because if you go back and watch Kobe when he fought uh, RDA, he wasn't throwing no kind of, like, real power. He just was touching them, and he just was getting in his head. And sometimes those hurt more than actual power punches. Wow. Yeah, but uh, Woodley, Woodley, again, I've seen – and Yeah. yeah Woodley punches like a fucking – Okay, okay. 
Yeah, you're go. right. You're right. Go. Keith, right. where can people follow you, Keith? My wife might be going to labor. So, uh, Keith underscore uh, B125 on uh, all social media platforms. You're, 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 his, his wife couldn't take the podcast. She's like, fuck this. I'm going to labor. <laughs> she said she couldn't. So, I got I to gotta go. I see all you right, guys. Right, thank all you. Right. Good to meet you. Thank you. Name him out. All right. All right. I, that was, no, uh, no. Adam, I, Adam, I agree with you nine out of ten times. You know I do. Yes. I, I, and in comedy wise, because I didn't know you felt that way, you're like, damn, I write, I do all these shows, and this TikTok guy goes to the improv and I never knew you because that's the first time you said that shit. Um, but I, I, I kind of start thinking like, man, I'm starting to feel like Adam because I feel like but that way sometimes about like, why is this guy who I know couldn't do an hour getting this opportunity? And I feel that way, like with fighters, I, I think it's, I really do think it should be about you. You got to be exciting. I get, I agree with that. But if you're a good wrestler and it's a great wrestling grappling match, I think that's just as exciting. Uh, it is. It is for me and for you and some diehard fans and, and some most of the fans. Problem is they don't. You know the problem is it's still a business and and they and they they, right. they, yeah. they, yeah. they look at numbers. I mean, there's a and they look at numbers and they go, Rachel Osovich gets four million people to watch her fights every time she fights, right? Uh, let's say um, I don't know. Uh, you know, Rico von Herrickson is from Brazil. Uh, naming, you know, gets three hundred thousand people. Who are, who are we gonna put on prime time? Are you right? I know you're right. I just, I maybe I'm it's just not I mean, to, to a point. They're not gonna put Oprah Winfrey versus whatever. <laughs> but there was a the reason. There was a reason they let CM. Punk. I heard Oprah Oprah Winfrey had is is very. I mean, CM CM Punk would never have been, and they they wouldn't put him on the Lakers. You know, they wouldn't have put him on the Mets. They wouldn't have put him in the U.S. Open in tennis, but they put him in MMA. You know, I thought that was a joke, though. You don't think that was a joke? No, it's not a joke. What? They gave. Well, no, they knew he would sell. I think they sold eight hundred thousand pay-per-views with him on the card. So I think that was like why, you know, they knew he was adding several million dollars to their viewers. You know, or yeah, no, they don't, they, don't, they don't. They gave him a fight in the UFC. It's not a joke. Two fights. I don't know. I just was like, he shouldn't. And then, especially after you watch the fight, go, you really shouldn't be here. No, of course not. But I mean, look, you know, I under I understand both sides to it. it you know, CM Punk also is like he like he said, is bringing another two million people watching it. So that's going to help. I, know, I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. It's it, it, help it, everybody it, else on the card. That's true. okay. So from that standpoint, that's a good point. If it brings eyeballs to these other guys that are talented then that's a good thing. That he's, is also, he's also not taking away anyone else's spot, really. You know, uh, because it's not like some, there's enough fights out there. They're not going to be like, oh, we're, you know, CM Punk is taking the spot of this guy. You know, they'll just add another fight to the card. So. Well, I like, I, I looked at some footage of Sean, and I'm telling you right now, I knew you were big, but I didn't <laughs> know you were that fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> you are like, I, well, I'm 6'2. So right. I, I'm right at 6'7 or so. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely, I would definitely let you get whatever lane you want in. When he was born, the doctor gave him the doctor gave HGH when he was born. Like, that's how much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what was funny as shit when you said, when he said he beat the Olympic fighter, he said, who was she? 
I thought you messed up at first. I thought you misunderstood. No, no and he, he said, they're like, what? No, no, she was a dude. But I was like, that's hilarious. No, but he's actually, he seems a little bit more um, settled than his brother. You think? His brother's a Dominican Republic by himself. Just a little bit, huh? He's a Dominican Republic during a pandemic by himself partying. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like, I mean, like, you think? Like, <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But no, like, I think that if he, if he stick, keeps his head straight, and I, I, again, I think that a lot of fighters, when you stop, I was watching some documentary. I like to watch a YouTube of all the old school shit. And that's why I like Fry. I think he's hilarious. Like, yeah, I was going to fight him. I fight anybody. <laughs> I just beat him with my mustache. And so, no, he's just, he's, he's great. I just think that those guys were on some other shit. I just feel like the old school guys were on some other shit. But when I watch these young guys train, Man, it's a whole different world. It's a yeah. whole different world. The if I can't beat his Wi-Fi. His fucking Wi-Fi is so bad. <laughs> He'll be talking, wait, I don't know what happened. It cut off. Like, I get so many complaints. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm not going to go to his house. Somebody, <laughs> tried, somebody wanted to GoFundMe for his Wi-Fi. Like, <laughs> well, no, I honestly, uh, I, I think that most like, listen to me talking like I know, but I'm saying that most of the fighters, because I've met a lot of fighters because of Adam, and then after that, I started meeting other fighters through fighters. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. one guy would introduce me, especially when I do Vegas. And most of them are super chill, and you wish them the best, but you see the difference in the ones that just work harder. I bullshit you not. You see them, like, like that take their wrestling seriously, that take, okay, Today, stand up. We got to work on that. I just, I, those are the guys I look at and go, I get in props. And other than Frankie Edgar, who I think is one of my favorite, I don't, people are like, oh, well, he lost sometimes. Like, so what? He's yeah. still one of the best. Come on, man. Like, I want to send that. If this dude listens, because I told him to listen to the show, um, you are absolutely wrong. And his name is David D. Dot underscore D, whatever the fuck. Um, you are so wrong to say because he lost some fights and he get the first couple of rounds he always gets beat up doesn't mean he's not a good fighter. And for you that's to say Frankie Edgar's not a good fighter means you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's out of his mind because Frankie Edgar got heart and skill. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Sean, what, Sean, what do you got coming up? Uh, just more back pain and uh, hating Brandon Trump. <laughs> I, <try to, laughs> like I start off every day by trying to come up oh, with something. And then what happened with the – and then before we leave, what happened with the painter? Oh, dude, man, it's an awesome story. You guys may not like it. I love it. So long story, really long. Um, I'm at the barbershop one day, and I have this guy in there. He's obviously a painter. He's got paint. He has batteries rolling around in paint, but um, he's, uh, he's got paint all over him, and he's getting his hair cut, and he starts talking to me about painting. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, like painting the house or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I see him again like a week later somewhere different. Like I'm at Lowe's, and he's, I was walking in. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing? Picking up some paint? And I'm like, why does this guy keep talking to me about paint? I see him again at LA Fitness two weeks later, and he's talking about the painting business. I, for somehow, this guy gets on the impression that I am also a painter. Like, I don't, I don't know how, it, I don't know what I said. I don't know what, and he's like, yeah, how, how's the work been going? You getting any jobs? And I was like, uh, yeah, doing all right. And I'm like, what's he talking about? Because I, I don't know if I met him before or whatever, or how he knows me. So we start talking. So I realized about the fifth time I see him somewhere, he thinks I'm a painter. And I'm, it's like six months apart, and I'm too embarrassed to say that I'm still running like a one-man, one-van paint operation. So yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, i got two crews up north working, man. I'm, I'm doing really well. <laughs> like, I start exaggerating my painting business that doesn't even exist, right? So I see him again, like, at the grocery store, running to him again. It's like, yeah, it's that dude. He's everywhere. This painter dude's everywhere. 
And he's like, comes up to me and said, hey, you get any of that airport work? I said, yeah, I got the whole West Wing, man. He goes, did you really? I bid on that. And I was like, damn it. Like, cause I'm just lying. I'm just making it up. Right. And I, my pretend painting business is expanding all over the place. So I don't see this dude for like a year. And then I run into him the other night at uh, like Whole Foods. I'm there and he uh, comes up to me and said, hey man, how's the painting going? And uh, I was like, oh man, I, I, I figured I gotta get out of the slide. Cause I, how much more can I expand without yeah. having a company name he recognizes, you know? So I was like, man, I got out of that business. It's too hard on my back. This day. He goes, you got out completely. He said, yeah, so what are you doing now? I said, oh, I'm flipping houses. He's like, hey, you got any paint work you want done? I was like, oh, no, man, I still got my old crew that does it. If yeah. I need so, so we're like talking about it. So I get out of the painting business, even though I was never in it, as far as this guy knows. <laughs> so, dude, I turn around. I see this dude again at Home Depot the other day. He goes walking up to me. He's like, hey, man, how's it going? This time I'm covered in paint because I had my house flood here. I, I actually had my house flood. And so I had these uh, Honduran guys come paint my house, but then they wanted, they wanted $750 to do five rooms and $450 to do the last room. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not paying you $450 on a 10 by 10 room. And you just painted my house for three days for $750 total, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. So I said, I'll just do it. Don't worry about it. I'm just painting it white anyway. But I get, I'm terrible at painting. So I get it all over me despite my pretend multiple years in the painting business. So I've got it all over me. So he comes up and goes, Hey man, looks like you got back in painting. I'm like, Oh no, man. I uh, just painted a room in my house. He's like, sure, sure you didn't. So now he thinks I'm like lying about not being a painter. <laughs> you know what I mean? He thinks I'm like after his contracts and stuff like that. And I was actually covered in paint when I saw him. So I don't know. I just thought it was hilarious that this dude. That is so funny. Funnier, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. there all you, nine you times. Have, but you have too much free time. But I love you. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I kept. I, when I saw him, I was like, "What? You know, I do. I see this dude. And I've got paint all over me. He's going to accuse me again of being a painter." Like, that's so funny, man. But uh, it was weird. You're going to get something done about your back, man. I actually, I was, uh, I was Joe Rogan would text me back. Um, he, I texted him the other day and asked him. He said he had that virginikine, the thing I had done in Germany done in Santa Monica and I texted him he texted me back and told me about it but he didn't tell me where or how much it was or if it's the exact same procedure so I text him I'm waiting to hear back from him for like a week now but then I don't like to bother him I know he's busy and so I um I, I hit the place up in Germany that I went to that I gave twenty thousand dollars two three years ago and I asked them like six questions I was like is do you guys do you indeed have a partner in Santa Monica because this place claims they're a partner with that doctor in Germany and I don't have to go to Germany uh, are their prices the same? If I come to Germany, how much is it? Can I come with a pandemic? Uh, am I going to be able to come? And their response was, we will get back to you in October with dates. That's all they said to me on six questions, like the doctor. And I was like, cool. So like I asked six questions and your response was, we will get back to you in October with dates. I don't even know what that means. I didn't ask for a date. I don't know what that means. So I'm going to send them the same email, just copy and paste it again. And hopefully I get somebody Google else. Can you find out with Google? Uh, well, you can, you can look it up, man, but they, there's, everybody's got a different thing on Google. They, and the problem was they told me in Germany, don't trust these doctors here that say they do it. He said, because they don't, he said, they don't do they're they're barred by the FDA of heating the blood before they shoot it back into you. And without that, he said, it literally is like only 2% as effective as if they heat the blood. And he said, a lot of places say it's the same, but it's not. The guy told me that Germany, and he said, some places even claim they're working with that place in Germany, but they're not, you know, like as a sister operation right. so that's why when i saw joe getting it done on instagram i sent him a text i said hey i saw you getting regenicine down on your back is that the exact same as in germany um and did they heat the blood do they this and that so i'm still waiting to hear from him on uh what they charge because i mean if, if it's the same price i'll just pay to go to germany because i trust the originator more than i trust somebody here in the united states but with the whole fake corona thing i don't know if i can go to germany or not right now you know um oh, with you the 
because you definitely need to get something done because dude, it's yeah it's it's getting bad man like it is ruining my life again so. i tore my growing muscle um i tore my growing muscle i chipped my pelvic bone uh, two different situations and i let it go my pelvic bone for a while and i'm telling you man that shit was unbearable to a point where i had to get something done like i i yeah. like or i would be fucked up for the rest of my life so I think sometimes you gotta just kind of, you're gonna have to do that. Cause you, like every time we talk, I, I was like, damn, like, has it, is his back still bothering him? And yeah, it, it's every, all day, every day. And I'm trying to actually ask Joe too, cause Joe told me his uh, mom went to uh, Colombia or Peru or somewhere in South America and got these stem cells done. I think it was, I'm waiting for a final price on that. But I think he said in an interview, 35 or 40 grand, but he said his mom went from not being able to get out of a chair to walking three miles a day. She's 82 years old. and that stem cell stuff supposedly fixes everything on your back, not just, you know, so I wanted to actually try to get both of them done. If I, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll hit up Keith's brother and we'll go rob a bank or something and pay for it. So, um, I don't know, man. It gets, it, uh, gets pricey. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even mind, dude, 35 grand. Like I can do that. That's cool if I have to, but I, I would like to guarantee that it works. You know what I mean? Like if I just get it done and it doesn't work, you're like, it's like, uh, I was going to have a long story short, uh, I checked in to get a procedure done one time and uh, they said, uh, oh, it's $18,000. I was like, okay, and if it works, then uh, what if it doesn't work? They're like, oh, just another eighteen to try it again. I'm like, oh, oh so yeah. there's no guarantee at all. Like, if it doesn't work, I can try it again and pay you the exact same amount. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of business is, like, what kind of business is it where you can, no guarantees and you just, oh, you man. Know, you you know what, the same. I went and got some cortisone shots. The cortisone shots work great for me, though. Yeah, they don't work. I've had actually 58 different shots into my back. Uh, the cortisone oh, wow. I've had. That was just by Brendan Child. What's that? That was just by Brendan Child pulling out. Right, yeah. That's, that's, I actually hurt my back the last time trying to hang myself after watching Shab's special. So. <laughs> you know what? Right you made me watch his, I watched some of his special because oh. I was like, man, he goes in on him. And then I went, you know what? Sean is right. <laughs> yeah, dude, his <laughs> special is so bad. It is so and, bad but, that I actually so started feeling sorry for him at one point. Like, at one point, I started thinking, man, this is really bad. Like, it was – I tried to send Adam clips of it, and he refused it, to watch it. It actually got released in China about a year ago, and some guy was so pissed he ate a bat, and it started this whole fucking thing. It fucked us all up. This is, this is, that's how – When are you doing your special, Adam? When are you going to do it? November 4th. Man, that's fucking – that is super chill, man. That's good stuff. Thank you. So, Shane, what do you have coming up? Um – Man, I got, I'm going to be doing uh, this show uh, with, uh, it's Mello, Sarah Mello has a show with, uh, where you do all these screens, or I forget the name yeah. of the show. Yeah, well, you seen the one I'm talking about with all the screens? Yeah. I'm gonna, I got that show coming up, um, and then I'm going to do, I'm going to do, like, two more Zoom shows, like, that they're set up, and then I'm going to talk to Godfrey about us doing uh, a Zoom show. Man. Shane, did you have a part? Of, I, I when I looked you up, man, online, there's a picture of you. Were you in a real famous movie, like a part or something? Because I, when I saw, it, I was like, I know that dude. Like, it doesn't look like it. He looks completely different. But are you usually wearing a hat or whatever now? But I saw a picture of you online, and I was like, that dude is in. I've been in. Uh, I've had little parts in big shit, <laughs> but like, what, what was the most famous movie you were in? Because I know I've seen you in something. Um, uh, two girls, one cup. Uh, uh, oh god. <laughs> Wolf. Um, Wolf with Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Um, what were you, the wolf? That'd be awesome. No, <laughs> no I wasn't even fucking. Who's the guy in the back going, why is the wolf got to be black? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, know why, you know why he's wolf, white privilege. I'm like, come on. Yeah. 
That's, all, that's the only reason he got to become that a That was weird. Now, even I went, I went, come on, dude. Uh, you were in the 50 Cent movie, right? No, no. Were you going to get rich, Josh Ryan? No. Fuck, really? No, um, I'd say, yeah, TV-wise, Heroes. Um, yeah, I've done a bunch the of Jamie, weird. The, the Jamie Foxx show? No, I've done, like, the dramatic-wise, I'd say, yeah, those, I've done a bunch of, like, independents. But I'm telling you right now, man, comedy-wise, I think the online specials is the way to go, man. There's nothing else. Like, live, comedy-wise live, is just stilted. It's fucked up. So I'm hoping that, because I already had a couple things coming up, and I'm doing a thing with Amazon, so I got that coming up, but uh, Laughter After Dark. So I got that coming up. I'm going to be doing on the 22nd. I do that on the 22nd of this. Chang was in, uh, by the way, so uh, October 1st to the 4th, I will be um, in uh, Minnesota at the House of Comedy. I saw that. That's good stuff. So, Shang, you were in uh, The Game, the TV series, CSI, Crime Scene. You were in The Good, The Bad, The Dominatrix. You were a cab driver in that. Uh, you were also in The Secret Life of Zach and Cody. You were a security guard. Oh, come on. Don't read it. Come on. You were in NCIS. No, no, no. Stop, stop. Yeah, yeah Zach and Cody is my... My son, I was a hero at my son's school because I was in Zach and Cody. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, who, who's, uh, who's putting it down, dude? Oh, no. People were giving me shit like, the fuck are you doing Disney for? You were like, the, no one, like, you were the bartender in Heroes. Yeah. Uh, Heroes. You were in, and then uh, you were also on uh, uh, shit, uh, Deaf Comedy Jam. Apollo. Okay, uh, stop, 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 stop. You yeah, keep reading, and it's the stuff. No, I, I, I can, we can do that. I can go through your stuff, Mr. Reach Around Radio. Reach Around Radio. That sounds. That sounds pretty gay. Reach Around Radio. That was something I, I needed the money for rent. First uh, uh, <laughs> eleven, and you were uh, BT. Porn. Not a lot of porn. You were uh, on no, politically incorrect. What? Yeah. You were on politically incorrect with Bill Maher. I was on there a couple times actually. Yeah. Um, no, but the, the the thing is, right now, like, even doing this show, even though your your fans, Adam, are pretty crazy. They made a, I showed a friend of mine, they made a meme that was so strange that I saw that. Somebody made a memes like, like, let me shame, bro. And they put my face. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. You can look it up on Twitter. They put my face on that. What's his name? Jamie, by the way, shout out to Hector Lombard, who won in one round uh, knockout over Kendall Grove uh, yeah. in bare knuckle boxing. And then he called you out, Shane, uh, from, from the ring. Well, you uh, tell him, you tell him anytime, any place. Yeah, bare knuckle boxing. Run from you, man. He won in one round <laughs> in bare knuckle boxing in Kendall yeah, Grove. Yeah, but that bare knuckle boxing is just, it's not gonna. <laughs> it's big. I mean, it's serious, don't get me wrong. I just watch it and go, what's next? <laughs> Sword fighting, come on. It's headed there, man. It's headed there. You think it's <laughs> Sean, I, you know, I think it's going. I think we're going back to gladiator days. I mean, next man, thing you know, you're going to have I, I fighting it. in their underwear with pillows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, thank you guys so much. Have a great week. You guys are the best. Have a great week, you guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah.